Blog Talk Radio. I ain't wanna be 
like him, I wanna be him The Jack Sparrow of my Caribbean I remember the first created being And how he shifted the blame on his name For food he shouldn't have eaten And now look at us all out of eating Wearing designer fig leaves by Louis Vuitton Make believe it But God sees through my foolish pride And how I'm weak like Adam Another victim of Lucifer's lies But then in steps Jesus All men were created to leave But we needed somebody to lead us more than a teacher, but somebody to buy us back from the darkness. You can say he redeemed us, taught us that real leaders follow God. Finish the work, cause we on our job. Taught us not to rhyme, but give life, love a wife like he loved the church. Without singing how many hearts we can break first. I want to be like you in every way. So if I gotta die every day, unworthy sacrifice. But the least I can do is give the most to me. Cause being just like you is what I'm supposed to be. They say you came for the lame, I'm the lamest. I made a mess, but you say you'll erase it. I'll take it. They say you came for the lame, I'm the lamest. I broke my life, but you say you'll replace it. I'll take it. Well, good evening, everyone. I want to welcome everyone to another episode of Blog Talk Radio. This is the station, Five Smooth Stones. Five Smooth Stones is the station. I'm your brother, Seth, or Seth. I uh, just want to thank everyone for being early. Those of you that are already in the house, on the phone lines, uh, haven't checked the chat room yet, but it is open. I'm going to make sure chat room is open. So if you're in the chat room, I want to thank you. I haven't checked it yet. But, uh, folks, I just want to just remind everybody that tonight's show is uh, not uh, going to be a family show. Just, y'all, move a little fast here. I want to just remind the D- Douglas Kennedy family that tonight is not a family show. I got a text somebody thinking it's a family show. It's definitely not a family show. Tonight is a public show. But the family, the family is definitely welcome. I always love to see my family, my bloodline in the house. So y'all just stay tuned. Stay right where you're at because it will be definitely informative and uh, entertaining as well as uh, relevant to our lives. And if you have youth, I would definitely encourage them to come into the room and uh, turn up the speaker and listen to what is going to be said tonight because your cousin, along with some other guests, is going to be firing away at some serious issues facing our youth or our young adults. So how's everybody doing tonight? Hopefully everybody is blessed and highly favored, and I mean that. I don't just say it to be religious because right about now we need some blessings and we definitely need favor as a people in this United Snakes, oops, oops, United States of America. Well, anyway, again, this is Seth, and you're tuning into Five Smooth Songs. This is we've been doing this since 2011. Like I said last last time we met, and I do appreciate all of those that's been following the show. We haven't been doing that many shows, um, but at least when we do these private shows, we still are these public shows. Rather, we still get a lot of a lot of you tuning in. So last time we met, we had on Arlene, 
and a friend of ours, Purcell, Porsche, all the way from Cincinnati, Ohio. And that show did really good. It did really good. And I told y'all what I was going to do is go to certain parts of the Internet and, 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 and just uh, put this link to the to, to show number one, part one, and I did. And so I look for a lot of young people to click on. What I did, let me just tell you what I did. I'm not going to tell you where I went. But what I did is I went where a lot of people are talking, 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 and especially on topics we talked about. And then I'll say, uh, young people, if y'all really wanted to, some answers to what we're talking about right now, click on this link. So I'll put it only in places where they was talking about what we was uh, addressing on last week. So what are we addressing tonight? Let me go ahead and read the show's description. Y'all know this is something I try to do. Um, so let's do that. Let's, let's, we've been getting used to doing this, so let's go ahead and read it. The show description. This is what I typed earlier. For those of you that called the phone line and you did not get a text, you did not get an email or any type of warning as to what the show is about tonight. So let me just read it, okay? Earlier I typed this and sent it out all over the place, okay? Serious, serious Challenges with Solutions Facing Young Black America, Part 2 out of 2, oh, 2 of 2. Okay, and then I went on to type, Back by Popular Demand, tonight, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, March 28, 2017. Join again host Seth and guest co-host Purcell Porsche of Cincinnati and other guests on the Five Smooth Stong Station as they again are center stage on current challenges with solution facing young black America. Today, many youth are full of questions, doubt, confusion, frustration, just to name a few. Many of them feel the rap game, our jobs in the music industry is the best careers, and some people think that's the only way to go. They want fast money versus the natural process. Others wonder why they can't seem to attract healthy relationships. Y'all see these young people every day just, just, just jumping around, just can't seem to be it friendships or spouses. They just can't seem to uh, find peace there. I went on the type. Then there's the clashes, the, excuse me, the clashes with the old way of worship, okay, versus the worship of their empire. There's a lot of narcissism going on. A lot of people worshiping themselves. They're all about themselves, their career, their goals, their career, their goals. And they think this is life, just having goals, being positive, having goals, reaching these goals, and that's it. They have no acknowledgement of the spiritual realm. But let me go on. I went on to type, unhealthy social media addictions, talking about our young people today. Young adults and some of us older people that's going to fit us tonight as well. I went on to type same-sex confusion. Same-sex confusion is rampant among our African-American young people. Sex before marriage and the outdated of marriage. Money as life solution. Yes, they're there. Strip club culture. Unforeseen violence everywhere, peer pressure, and pop culture, or what we call popular culture, whatever is popular for everybody's doing. Jealousy and lack of real friendships, et cetera, et cetera. These are some of the things that our young people are going through. And tonight, tonight, we've invited some people to, to the show tonight. I know for one, Purcell Porsche of Cincinnati, who did part one, is in the house. But I've also invited some other voices. Uh, Brother LSU is going to be joining us. I didn't get a chance to get him on the on the on the uh, on this show's uh, 
program as far as his name, but he definitely is going to be in the house for LSU, a.k.a. Gary Ellison. A lot of you know him. He's going to be in the house. And then I invited an old childhood friend who's probably going to disagree with everything we're going to say because he's going to keep it real. No, nah, just, I'm just teasing. But I invited Ricky Shivers, the one and only Mr. Ricky Shivers, who used to actually dance with me. And Ricky and I and Mars and all the soul tired dance all over Texas. And he supposedly is going to try to call us tonight. And then, Ricky, if you're in the house, I think he that is him. I want you to press 1 on your phone line again. I think you, I think I see you, but I just want to make sure that you, again, if you're in the house, Mr. Ricky Shivers, press 1 uh, a couple of times. Uh, and then press it again. I think I think that's you. Okay. So we got our old, my old childhood friend, Ricky Shivers, the one and only in the house. We have Gary Ellison. It's going to be shortly in the house. And let me go ahead and go all the way to Cincinnati and grab my friend, Purcell Porsche. Now, Ricky is not going to be able to, he's not uh, hanging out with us as long as the other two gentlemen. Unless he wants to, we'll all ask him. But he's definitely going to come on the line and contribute to the conversation tonight. But let's go all the way to Cincinnati, Ohio, take a plane or a bus or something. And Eric Code 513-213, Purcell Porsche, are you there? I am here. I am here. Excited once again about the show. Uh, we had an awesome time, excellent time, wonderful time last time. Um, if you missed it, you missed it. But we will, I'm sure, do a little reviewing and give you a little taste of what we had going on last time. So I am excited. I'm in the house. I am uh, excited about our young people. I'm excited about what God is doing with our young people. I'm excited about what God is doing in your lives. And I look forward to hearing all of the different insight, foresight, and hindsight. And uh, You're going to get that, too. Yes, sir. Well, I know. Well, Priscilla, uh, again, thank you for coming on, man. You're a busy man, a businessman. I know you got a lot going on. As, as we speak, Priscilla is at one of his uh, his, his, uh, his, his clients. So I just appreciate you doing this. And uh, uh, Brother LSU, I think he is he's going to press one when he's able to come on here as well. And uh, I know uh, Ricky is going to come on a little later on when we start to, uh, getting into some things. So just hold on, Mr. Shivers. I'm going to come to you get your comment on some things a little later. But, uh, folks, again, tonight I just want to just set a foundation before I bring on these other guests. I want to make every sure everybody know what's happening tonight. We ain't just trying to have no blog, number one. Well, I, ain't, I ain't just trying to be talking, okay? This is a very important time right about now in our country, in our world, in our personal lives, a lot going on. I ain't trying to entertain nobody, okay? Uh, uh, this is not entertainment for me. This is ministry for me. Now, I ain't gonna lie, I like it as though it's entertaining, but I really am serious about our young people tonight. It's really breaking my heart to see so many young boys caught up in the system. Uh, 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 I mean, it's just really something to see so many young girls, young boys confused about their sexuality. And I know some of my guests might even disagree with me. I pick some people that's, that's some grown men, you know, that ain't going to necessarily agree with everything I say. Uh, or maybe they will. You know, that's just how they are. They're going to speak their mind. Again, some real, real grown-ups in the house tonight. So, um as was last week as well when we did the previous uh, part one. But tonight, family and friends, I just want to remind everybody, uh, this, again, is not a family show. This is a uh, uh, 
obviously a PG rated show. No telling who's going to call the show, but using what kind of language. Because on this show, we don't we let people express themselves, and everybody don't say thou or how you want them to talk. They they uh, they speak the, the the everyday language, and that's we want people to do just that. Be themselves, okay? You don't have to come here and sound like no preacher tonight, okay? Be yourself. If you don't agree with something, everybody just just. Tell it like it is, okay? Because young people listen, that's how they think. They may pick your angle on it. But tonight, I just want to not come off as a, a, a Purcell, as a, a know-it-all, uh, uh, as a person who got it all together. You do not have that on the line tonight, okay? I don't know nobody that's got it all together. Everybody on this line is just regular, everyday people with some successes in their life, with some challenges in their life, with some defeats in their life, with some victories in their life. And tonight, it's just a night for us to have a little fireside chat. I'm put a little music in the background. As y'all know, I like to hear a little something. But uh, tonight, I just want to, I want to just, uh, just us to uh, put some solutions out there per se for a lot of these young people that are so, so trouble. I mean, they're so trouble. And they really don't know, and, and, and they're tired of the church because they've seen a little hypocrisy here and there. And they think they just got the church's number, and they don't want to hear nothing these older people are saying, especially church folk. And uh, that's just where, where they're at. So tonight, we're just people that saw, it's kind of like we're a witness, per se. I want, you to, I want you to tell me how you feel about what I'm about to say here. It's almost like we are witnesses. Our young people is going through some things we've been through, right? And we have learned some things going down that same road. And we're just simply witnessing to them that when you go down this road, this is going to happen. There's going to be uh, a truck here. There's going to be a store there. Watch out. There's going to be a rattlesnake over here. We're just witnessing what is on that road. And to don't go this way, but to go that way. Don't go that way, but to go that way. Now, we did go down that road, Priscilla. We did see what we saw. Nobody can take uh, uh, experiences from uh, Brother Ella Shirley that's coming online, or you, or me, or, or Ricky when he comes on and shares however long he got tonight. Nobody can take away what your successes is, okay? And we have other guests, but I can't, I'm not going to quote their names until they actually hear because they want real sure, so I'm not going to put names out there people don't show up. These are people that are already on the phone lines I'm quoting. So, young people, if you're listening and you got you clicked on this link from YouTube or you clicked on this link from uh, all over, I, I sent this everywhere, World Star, uh, I, I mean, I, I, I sent it to a lot of people. If you clicked on this link and you listen to these voices, this is not just a minister's churchy talk. These are people that have experienced some successes in various areas of life, and they just want to share them with you. It's just that simple. Already, I think I have a, hold on, maybe not, maybe not. Let me just go to the phone lines here, and let's see if this is Brother Ellis. Sure. Uh, error code 817-918. Who am I speaking with? Ellis Shewer. Okay, they, uh, well, well, welcome to the show, my brother. need you to speak up just a little bit. Okay, I have been on the line. I don't know what it is whenever... <laughs> Man, you come on the show, it's like there's some kind of communication demon trying to attack the phone. No, we see you. But we see you. How you doing tonight, though, brother? I see you loud and clear. Okay. I'm doing well. Doing well. Hey, brother Percel, what's going on, Doc? What you say, my brother? How you doing? 
Oh, man, it's all good. Uh, glory to be to the most high. Uh, first of all, uh, good evening, everyone. I'm glad for another opportunity to be here and to assist us with this ministry because just as he does, I see it as a ministry. Uh, glad to be a co-labor in the ministry with Brother Seth. We've been at this and doing this for at least a couple of decades now. Um, very excited about the subject of the show because I think that that is our greatest investment, is investing in the youth. And we need to make whatever measurements or uh, make any changes that we need to do to make sure that we leave an investment of them. And right now, as we know, that they're looking for leadership. I have uh, seven children. My oldest is 25. Uh, I have a 23-year-old and a 22-year-old, and we have numerous discussions about some of the issues that we're going to talk about tonight. So, again, I'm excited. Thank you, Brother Seth, for inviting me out. Uh, hey, let's make it do what it do. Well, all right. Well, listen, I want to say one more thing. I don't like all these preliminaries, but i got to do this, folks, because how can you help somebody when we don't call success the same thing? Somebody else might call success just get money. So how can I win them over when we don't even agree on what success is? Uh, let me just get Purcell in there. Purcell, respond to that. How can you go help a youth if what you call in success, they don't call success? You're trying to get them to go to a certain destination. They say, hey, hey where I'm trying to go. I ain't trying to go to church, man. I ain't trying to be all religious talking like y'all talk. You're trying to get them to where they are constantly, you know, talking about God, you know, sounding like you and me or somebody, but they're trying to sound like Jay-Z or somebody. So I want us to make sure we understand something. If the show is going to be successful, we all got to agree on where we're going. We all got to agree on how it looks when we get there so we'll know we arrived. Else, we're just talking. We're being religious. We're wasting time. So, Purcell. I'll put you in the hot seat all the way up there in Cincinnati. And, again, I, I've invited an old-school buddy of mine, Ricky Shivers, the one and only soul trotter, one of the coldest dudes around. <laughs> Back in the day, boy, this dude right here was somebody. <laughs> and so he happened to call me out of clear blue, and I know how the father worked. Nobody just don't call, call you out of clear blue. He called me out of clear blue when I was literally planning on who I was going to have on the show. He called. So I felt like I should invite him, and he said, "Sure, I'll come on." You know, but you know, he's gonna be his own man. You know, he, you know, it's Ricky. He's gonna always speak his mind. So he might disagree with all of us, or he may agree with us. So Ricky's gonna come on once we get to rolling, uh, just as a college. Now he make can stay the whole show, but I have co-hosts here. Uh, you guys are co-hosts, so I'm gonna go ahead and go to you, Purcell. How do you address helping somebody that don't have the same destination? Don't have the same destination. Well, I don't think, I don't think, uh, I don't know if destination is is what I would use, um, but I don't think that we all have the same destination just because we don't have the same definition, like you said earlier. We don't have the same definition of what our destiny or destination is. So I think what we have to do is first decide what our definition is of what our destination is going to be. 
Um, okay. Let, let me let me reask it. Uh, let me reask it another way because again, this is very important because I have tried to talk to young people, and what I'm thinking they need, they they looking at me like, whoa, I'm not trying to do that. I'm not trying to handle eight to five. I'm not trying to, you know, an eight to five is not a bad thing on your way to owning your own business or a corporation or whatever you want. A lot of these young people. And I'm not picking on young people tonight because of, uh, y'all y'all heard what I said earlier. A lot of them are brilliant. Uh, as I actually put this out on the show description. They're brilliant. They're smart. A lot of them. Our young people is us. They are they are very intelligent. But when you listen to the rap world, the hip-hop world, and not just to pick on hip-hop because that's a new thing. It's been America been material, materialistic for a very long time. And I, a lot of us adults are just as deal with this materialism, and that's where these kids get it from. So I don't want to pick on the youth because the apple don't fall, fall, fall from the tree. What I'm trying to say, Purcell, is we're talking about things like uh, getting uh, uh, that peace, that joy, that happiness. That's what we're talking about. All this stuff you can't see, taste, touch, and smell. These young people, that ain't what they're talking about. They're talking about money. Women, or as they call them, hoes. They talk talking about money. They, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just keeping it real. They talking about, uh, they talking about, uh, and then some of them have the, uh, even uh, on another level, talking about things like retirement, which is beautiful. That's very wise, and they want to retire early. Ain't nothing wrong with that, but they don't want to go the slow road. They don't want the, you know, they want to go to, they want fast money, as I said earlier. They want fast money. And so when you go talk to them per sale, they don't understand what you're saying. So they may not understand nothing we're saying tonight unless we understand. We've got to get them to see our, our destination truly should be their destination. And I'm just going to say, I'm, I'm going to go first. That way I'll make it even clearer when I go first, and then y'all can follow behind. What I want to say to the young people in less than, I'm going to try to do it in less than two minutes, maybe one minute, is very simple. We are spirits having a relationship in a body. We are not a body having a spiritual relationship. We are spirits having a relationship in a body. Okay, we are spirits like a passenger driving around a body like a car. We're not a car driving around a spirit. Your needs, I don't care who you are on this planet, whatever you say your needs are, they're all the most important needs are intangible, things like to be loved, to be attention, to, to, to feel wanted, to feel valued. Things you can't see is the biggest commodity on our planet. We're killing for it. This is the real reason we're killing, because we're not love, we're not identity. That's something you can't see. We're killing for it. Suicide is high over that. Acceptance. These things to me is should be our destination and the only way you can get there is through a relationship with the most high and through his principles through his laws through humbling your life and following his pattern if you do it another way and you just go out there you just go make money make money make money you may be successful you may be successful at acquiring those things but you will not have those things I just mentioned. The Bible calls it, the official name for those things I just named is called the fruit of the Spirit, which is joy, meekness, happiness, kindness, faith, 
These things come when the Father has control of your life. All right, I'm going to let you go again, Purcell. Now, hopefully I made that a little clearer. So, again, they're listening to you, and they're saying, I'm not going where you're going. Uh-huh. Talk to them. Uh-huh. Well, first, I, I have to say first that uh, I kind of lost my train of thought here while you were going. Um, well, hold on for time's sake. I'm going to let Brother LSU hop in there. Brother LSU, answer the same question just to keep it going, and then uh, Purcell can always come back. You don't have to answer just right now. Okay. Okay. Uh, can you hear me very well? Perfect. Okay. Well, Seth, I think you addressed a lot of it already in your statement, and I think yeah, what you're you trying to get to is, simply put, actually, we don't have to change our vernacular. We just have to keep it the same because what you just listed are the things that Everybody wants. They want to be. They want to be loved. Everybody wants to feel wanted. They want to feel valued. Everybody wants to somehow come into that place of awareness that they are living their life on purpose. And of course, identity is a major issue for each and every one of us. That's probably one of the most single greatest problems that is the building uh, African Americans is that they've never had a true sense of identity based upon the truth. Their identity has always been given to them, and on more occasions it's been given to them by those who are the very ones who have taken upon themselves to oppress them, who's basically, they want their destruction. So that's that's very important. I think that what it is is that we all have the same destiny. We all have the same objective. We want those things that you name. I think that we take different, we take different routes and roadmaps to get there. And the thing is that we have the answer because the answer simply is is that we're not of this world. We're in this world, but we're not of this world. We're of a different kingdom. And we keep trying That's to bring people religion, about. and we have failed every time we have attempted to do that. We've not made the kind of impact to change our culture because we're giving them religion and not giving them a kingdom. And we have to understand, let them understand that once they give their life to Christ, and subject yourself to him, the very things that they are trying to get, but they're taking the wrong route, they can achieve. Now, does this mean that you get that you come to Christ in order to be blessed? No, because the scripture clearly says that in order to follow me, you must take up your cross and follow me. You must lay down your life. Your will must become my will. But the thing is that he has such great plans for each and every one of us. He has that which is meat for our purpose, and we have to convey that to them. We have to know that the route that they are taking lead to destruction. You know, the Bible clearly says that there's a way that seems right into a man or a woman, but the end thereof is a destruction. And not only do we have to always amplify and, ex- and tell them what that path is that leads to destruction, we need to be more clear, more detailed, more dynamic, more charismatic, and most of all, more realistic about the kingdom that we are about. But we have to live it before we can bring it to somebody else. And so what we've been trying to do is impose upon them religion, and they reject it hands down. Likewise, so do I. But when you talk about the kingdom, no, I'm not talking about Christianity. I'm talking about the kingdom of God, that kingdom that all other nations become subject to that kingdom. Okay. And if you're black okay. and we're talking about them, then, oh, we're right, we definitely in the right ballpark because guess what? 
Many of them do the things they do and act the way they act just like they did when we were youth because we had no sense of identity. We had no sense of purpose. And they have no sense of understanding why are these hardships befalling them and why have they inherited such a wicked and crazy world. And why do they seem to be at the bottom of all those things that oppress in this nation especially? So we tell them who they are. We give them identity. Okay. All right. And we're going to come back to identity, too. Because um, uh, that's, that's a really uh, – uh, but, Purcell, I want you to take the same go, same question. Again, people are listening, and we're gonna get we're gonna listen, folks. Those of you that are just tuned in, because I see some people just tuned, just popped in. Uh, they heard about the LSU, but they didn't hear me. Uh, I can't repeat myself, but I'm gonna say this, folks. Uh, again, young people will tune into this, and they'll say, "Hey, y'all old school. I ain't trying to do with y'all. I ain't trying to go where y'all going." So we just want to make it clear that, oh yes, you are. Right now, you just you know been hit by that truck, and you thinking it's all about materialism. No, you want joy. You want peace. You want happiness. What you really want is intangible, is not tangible. So I want to make sure that everybody understands that tonight because we're not knocking materialism, but we're saying for those millions of young people out there that's following this materialism, whatever form it is, it is not about that. That is temporary and fleeting, and it, it, it has an expiration date to it. Purcell, go ahead and hit this a little bit, and then when I want to get off into the, the various things we talked about earlier. That's it. Uh we did good with that whole identity thing because I said I think that's very, very, very important that our young people know who they are. Um, and you hit it on the head also, Seth, when you talked about um, the identity and, and also, Gary, coming from the father, you know. Um, however, play devil's advocate here. Now, the Bible said that every man must be fully persuaded in his own mind. Now, it's important for young people to know we're talking about them. We're speaking to them as if they are already saved. But this is what, this is what's very important. When I witness to someone, this is, this is a point I stress to them. It's, he, it's uh, Hebrews 11 and 6. Hebrews 11 and 6 said, before you even come to me, you must first believe that I am and that I am a rewarder of them that diligently seek me, okay? So what we have to do is get our young people in the place to begin to seek God for themselves, begin to seek, not church, but begin to seek a relationship with the Christ. Again, not church, because church is fickle. Church shows you all types of faces. And I also would even go out on a limb and say, not Christianity. Because Christianity, in my opinion, I may offend somebody. You better preach. I may offend somebody here, but Christianity, in my opinion, has too many faces for us to stand on. Okay? Because we got people who are homosexual, swear up and down they're Christian. Okay, under what doctrine? Under what doctrine? How, what doctrine supports that? Okay, we got people who are racist. I mean racist to the core. Okay, that profess to be Christian. This is what's causing the confusion in our young people. It's all these faces. It's too many faces in the so-called kingdom of God. 
what we have to do is we have to point them in the direction of his face because it's only going to matter who he says that we are, what he says that we're supposed to be doing. It's very important. This is what we have to understand as well. It's very important that we succumb to the grace of God. Now, what does that mean? What that means is, let me define the grace of God. The grace of God is God's divine influence upon my life that causes me to do what I've been called to do and be (laughs) who I've been called to be. That's the the definition of the grace of God. That's why it's so important for us to succumb to the grace of God because it's the grace of God that tells us in the word that it's a good man's step are ordered by the Lord. Now, it's important for our steps to be ordered so that we are walking and moving in the right direction. Now, it's when we take our eyes off of him or refuse to even look toward him that we okay. begin to, to, to just be all over the place. In other words, the Bible said a man that can't control his own spirit is like a city without walls. Okay. And that's what attracts okay. to our young people. Marcel, hold on. You're preaching now. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You got that, that rock wilder going. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Hold on. I want to bring, I want to bring Mr. Shivers in this. This is, a, again, uh, I want to bring him in. And uh, I'm actually asking, let me just bring my phone out. Hold that thought, Purcell. Again, I just, uh, I'm going to take a chance with three people, four people on the phone. I never did this before. This could be scary. Okay, Eric Code 817212, Mr. Shivers, are you there? I'm here. Okay, well, just, just, well, go ahead and just say a little bit about yourself. Give us like a minute of who you are. You know, nothing, just just tell everybody what city you're calling from and how you know me in less than a minute. And then I'm going to ask you the same question. Okay, my name is Rick Shivers, and I'm one of six old schools from Fort Worth, Texas. It's where we are and everything. And we were the, the original Soul Tribes. We was a dance a group and everything. We toured all over Texas and beyond. And uh, we just been knowing each other forever. But I'm here. Well, okay, Mr. Yeah, Shivers, and um, now you, now he's being modest. It's a, Rick is a man, does quite a few things, got a lot of um, a lot of history there, folks. I'm telling y'all, and uh, one of these days I'm gonna bring Ricky on to do a show by himself, just me and him, and y'all gonna see what I mean by that. But Ricky, uh, you you might not quite agree with us. You're not a, a, a person. Uh, I think, you know, you you're not a minister, as far as I know. You just you 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 know you you. Uh, I remember coming up. You was hip to the streets. You was hip to the uh, church in some ways. So, how do we sound to you? How, are we? Are we? Um, I, I think a lot of young people. When I go to talk to them, let me just make this very clear. Uh, a lot of young people when I talk to them, they say this, Ricky. Man, I ain't trying to hear you old school. I ain't trying to go where you're going. I ain't trying to do what you're talking about. I'm not down with that church stuff. And I'll be trying to say, well, hey, brother, you know, you out here selling, you know. Hey, you know, there ain't about this fast money. Say, man, I'm not trying to go slow motion. I'm trying to, you know, I ain't got but one life to live. I got, I mean, they talk like it's either do or die. They're going to get this million. They don't want it. They don't want no $15 an hour job. They don't want that. And they look at me like I'm from Mars when I say, listen, 
you going down a fast road, you can lose your life. In other words, it's hard to reach somebody who is on a materialistic slant. So what do you say to him, Ricky? Or do you agree with him? I don't agree to him because you know, I, I, I've been there. Been there, done that. Okay, you know, I can start from the beginning, you know. Well, I'm just going to say this here. I remember on the religious tip, I remember a time we had just got paid, all of us, me, your brothers, and AJ and all had just got paid, but I wanted to go to the old projects and see somebody. And you said to me, I don't think you ought to do that, Rick. And then what did you do, Seth? You prayed for me. I had a pocket full of money. When I left the old projects, you done prayed, and I told you don't do that. I didn't have no money. So, I mean, maybe that was for a reason that I got out of you know, I lost all my money. <laughs> but you did that. I never forgave you for that either. But everybody, all the youth now, they want that fast money. They don't want that slow money. You know, they ain't right for them. They want it now. They're they talking about the now. Here's the thing. I did that. I sold dope. You know, so I didn't get rich doing it, but I was comfortable. But it's not going to last. If you're not, if you're not carrying weight, you ain't got nothing. See you know what I'm saying? I did the prison thing. You know what I'm saying? Came out. This is what this is what happened. See, I had to figure out what it was. This is like the next the next the next two months. I was getting ready to get out. What it was I was gonna do, and I was gonna enjoy and do it. I was gonna get up every morning and do that. So mm. what mm. I did, I started detailing, detail, car detailing. So when I got out, I went to Walmart. I mean, some tiles and everything like that. See, this part, what I'm telling you right now, this don't seem like much to them. But if yeah. they listen to the stuff, they'll see where I'm going with it. What I did, I got me some tiles, some, some uh, solutions, you know, Windex, stuff like that. Went to the pawn shop, got me a buffer. Matter of fact, this was a January 31st, 03 is when I, they released me. I still have that same buffer that I paid $25 for, and I'm still using it right now. I call it Old Faithful. You know what I'm saying? The thing about it okay. is, I woke up, went and got me some cars to do at the car wash and everything, and I've been doing that ever since because that's what I do good. Now, you're talking about success, success, and uh, what, what, what's that other word you had used? Uh, destination and everything. Your destination is where you're planning, planning on to go. But sometimes somebody has to teach you how to get there. This is what that's young right. folks don't want to listen to. They want to go. You teach them, they think you just teach them a little bit. They think they know it all, but then they have to That's come it. back to you. Let me ask you this, Ricky, and, and I appreciate you chiming in. You can just kind of hang out with us. Let me know when you got to go because I know you can't stay too long. But real quick, real quick, uh, uh, got Purcell again, folks. Uh, Purcell, Purcell, all from Cincinnati, Ohio. The rest of us is in Texas somewhere. Uh, a longer child, ch- childhood friend. I guess I met Ricky when I was, I don't know. 12, 10 or something. Uh, then then LSU pops into the scene after I, be, I became born again and, and started ministering. Da, 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 da. He came on the scene, and, and uh, we've been best friends for a long, long time, along with Purcell. These are these are my top buddies here, for real, for real. But anyway, we're just on the phone, family, and friends just talking about the young people today. Again, I, we got a list of things to, to talk about, so I want to I want to limit everybody to the by three minutes. I'm going to mention a topic, and I want you to y'all to give me a darn as close to three minutes as you can of what you think the solution is. And I and I, y'all just 
But I'm going to try my best to stay within these three minutes. If you go over, it's not that big of a deal, but try to stay within it. Now, uh, Mr. Shivers, um, yes, sir. You, just said a lo- you just said a lot. And since you're on a roll, I'm going to go back to you. And again, three minutes. We got a major, major problem with our young people and them respecting our elders, and they definitely trying to hear no saved folks, no church folk. Why do you think that is? Right. Because I was just like that, sir. You know what I'm saying? You know, the old fools out there, you need to get in church. You're going to hell. You know what I'm saying? How am I going to go to hell unless you done been back and came back and told me about it? You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> how you going to put me in there? <laughs> but that's what they do, man. They're not trying to hurt church. You know what I'm saying? I was just like that, sir. And even like, you know, I don't go like I should. You know what I'm saying? You know? And, and especially after everything I've been through, and then I say, I ask the Lord all the time, why you still got me here, man? You know, cut my leg off. I got shot. I got one eye. You know what I'm saying? I'm broke down. What, what am I here for? He ain't asking me yet. Still waiting. But the thing about it is, they don't want to be in church. They want to be in the clubs, you know, the strip clubs and everything, out there at the park and everything, you know, slinging that, 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 you know, that, that, that good dope, you know, that good, uh, that good cush, you know what I'm saying, trying to make it happen, getting that money. But you so hold, on, you hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, I know I was supposed to give you three minutes. I know I was supposed to give you three minutes, but I got to chime in here because, for real, for real, y'all, I ain't going to lie, I'm out of the loop. 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 And I, hold on. I think I'm not. Go ahead. Somebody say something. Oh, I'm no, I was gonna say, Seth, when you get a, when you said when you get a minute, I wanted to say something in response to what Ricky was saying. Go ahead. Well, first of all, Ricky, brother, how you doing? My name is Ellie Shua, man, and uh, I like your spirit. I really appreciate you being raw and coming straight, correct? Because that's what people need to hear. It's time out for like Seth, yeah, yeah. people trying to entertain and trying to impress people. We just need to come correct and let people know, you know, what's what. And I think that what you're saying, I, I've been that same route. I, you know, I spent my time in TDC, and right. I had to make that same, I had to make that same decision. I'm like, you know, what is my life going to be about? I cannot continue to go in this vicious circle. And like you said, you know, how is telling somebody they're going to go to hell any way a measure and any way to entice them to embrace what you're saying when they're living hell every day? Right, and that's what we need, to, and that's what, and, and that's the thing that literally we become. But now I also would say something with in fact what Brother Purcell said because you're on it, Brother Purcell. I'm just gonna say this, and please answer this out for everybody to hear. Have I talked with you in the last year? No, no, I have not, Brother Seth. Every time I come on this show, what do I say? What is the biggest impediment for us to communicate the gospel and to communicate the kingdom? Have not I said it, it is the fact that we we insist on maintaining a tradition called Christianity. Yeah, and that tradition, and and yeah, that's just everything that that brother. And the reason I'm putting this like this because everything that Ricky said is connected, and 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 and, and what makes people want to reject and to rebel or repulse from that, and because that's connected with Christianity because it's a tradition, it's a religion, it does not have power. But when we're talking about kingdom, those who are born again, those who have come into the kingdom and submitted themselves to the lordship of Jesus Christ, now we're talking about who we are. So why do we hold on to something that is only a liability for us at this state in the game? Because it has because no more impetus in this culture or any other. Okay. It's so easy what to I'm do say, bad. So what, well, I'll say this. I'm going to close this and give it back to you is this, is that I think it's time. 
And like, and, and the next time you have a show on like this, please, please, because immediately when I heard Ricky's voice, it's like the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, you shouldn't be on this line. Your sons should be on this line because they can communicate this to Seth and to everyone listen far better than you can because that is their reality. But at the same time, these young men understand where I'm coming from. They understand that, I mean, my son, he started studying the Illuminati and started studying all this stuff that was in hip-hop, and he was a slave to hip-hop. He still loves it, but he had to understand. But I told him, I said, son, there's something wrong there. These people are leading to you into a world of darkness. When you listen to a music 24-7 that is consumed and preoccupied with misogynistic lyrics, the belittlement of women, a dope culture, then guess what? You're going to become what you continue to open yourself up to hear. As a man thinking, so is he. But this, Seth, this is the last thing. This is the issue. You really opened this show up with the best question you should have posed to us, and that is... How do we connect our value system with them in a way that they can relate, understand, and embrace it? Because this is what it comes down to, and this is what we're fighting against. We're not fighting against just what we would call a drug subculture, or we're not fighting just what we call a hip-hop subculture. We're fighting against the whole popular culture of America. It is based upon greed. So how can you see them watch on TV and see all these people making fast money, doing this and doing that, and they say, why can't we can't have it? And then when they realize how a lot of these people are getting this, how a lot, how a lot of these people are getting this, they say, "Well, hey, we're all crooks anyway." We can get it too. <laughs> well, we can get it too. Now that right there was. I hope y'all heard that. I will say repeat, but I'm not gonna do it for time's sake. But that was good, brother. What you just did, Chriselle. Like, I'm gonna be fair to come at you. Same question. Make you uh, same three minutes. You got three minutes, brother. Again, same question. What was that last thing? He was talking oh. about how how can they say, you know, we all cooked anyway. That was the last thing. Oh, right. I said, right. I said it's, it's a value system. It's that they are following the values of the greatest society in which we live when they're trying to pursue fast money and a large life because this is what America pumps out of its media 24 7. Correct. So they say, simply put, and, and then when they, look at the, when they look at the entertainers, when they look at the, when they look at the politicians, they all come to, and now when they look at the church, their perception is y'all are crooks and y'all getting paid. So we're going to do the same yeah. thing, and we're going to make it do and make it work however we can make it work. It is what it is. Now, there is always an exception to the rule, okay? I always say that just so that I don't sound too stereotypical, okay? Um, mm-hmm. Now, something, there's something my mother used to say to me all the time. She used to say, don't do as I do. Do what I say. Miss Oldebell. Huh? <laughs> no, he's just talking about his mother. Ricky was saying that's his mama. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's important. I think it's important for us as the parents and the adults to uh, encourage these young people who they are. Now, we talked a little bit earlier about finding your niche. I think that's what Brother Ricky was talking about, how he – Yes, sir. First, 
finding your niche. That's, that's what's important. Now, yeah, we're looking at these people. Let me tell you something about me. Now, when I was a young person, the one thing that I never did is follow. That's the one thing I never did. I was never a follower. When everybody was wearing Nike, I was wearing Adidas. When everybody went to start wearing Adidas, I started wearing Nike. It was in me that from the very beginning that it was something different about me. I never accepted what somebody said about me. I think, I think that's, that's an area that we need to is encourage our young people as well, especially our black youth. I've yeah, never accepted. Like I've never accepted what you said I am. I've never accepted that. But on the flip side, I never also gave you a reason to think that's what I was. Okay. Now, if I teach, we we heard we've heard on numerous occasions. I know that when I know better, when we know better, we do better. Right or wrong? That's right. right. Okay. So I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that simply because the most powerful thing that God has ever get done for us is given us the power of choice. That's choice needs to be in, but choice a choice needs to be an informed choice for it to be a quality choice. And the Bible says, "Son, the very appearance of leaders." And it says, "Those who who wants to be a leader among you must be a servant of all." That's why He gave a fivefold ministry because it's necessary that people be informed and they need oh. examples. Uh, that's a good old wise thing to do. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let, 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 let It's a good wise tale that says, "Don't do as I say." Don't say, don't do as I do, do as I say. That doesn't work. Ask any 16-year-old child, and they'll t- ask 16-year-old teenager, and they'll tell you what you do. Scream so loud, I can't hear what you're saying. So Good simply point. put, we like to be an example, and we have not been a, an example that represents and reflects Christ, and that's why Christianity is held in contempt at this very point, and to the point that Purcell alluded to earlier, is because we have not presented to the world, we're supposed to be representations of Christ. And how can That's they know right. about Christ unless they see it reflected in us? And how can they know about the kingdom of God unless they see us living it? Right. We can't get the thing is the thing is and oh, one, oh, last, oh, point, oh, one oh, last point, oh, yes, oh, one oh, last point. We cannot come from our experience. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got y'all I got you. Y'all ready to go boy tonight. I like this. <laughs> did you finish your point? But they have to they have to want to. They have to, we can't force feed them this gospel. We okay, can't force now hold on, this now hold on, let's do this, let's do this because, hold on, let's do this because Gary, uh, Brother Elishua, as you should say, his Hebrew name, Brother Elishua, uses words like kingdom. You use words, we say things like save. I want to just kind of digress a little bit because people are listening and they're not saved and they're not in the kingdom. They don't know what that means. They don't even know nothing about, no, we're not the best example. We're not talking about we being examples because we're not on trial, so to speak. We're talking about young people, what what, what they're going through, why they're going through it, and how to get out of it. And I think y'all hit some very good fundamental things that these young, if these grown-ups can get their act together, like LSU would say, get into the kingdom, get out of Christianity. That's true, but that's talking about us as adults and us leading. And, you, and you're right, you're not going to fix the youngest until you fix us. So that's part, all this is good. 
But I want to hear something more pointed, and I want to switch to you, uh, Brother R- uh, Ricky, if I, if, I, if I may, and ask this, this very serious question, because we kind of, and I like it, we're jumping all over the place, but I want to make sure we hit everything. So let me say this, Brother Ricky, or should I yes, just sir. say Ricky? Uh, oh, Ricky. You said that you have been locked up. And Brother Elisha yeah. said the same thing. Both of y'all have come out of the system. Y'all are upstanding, strong men. There's a lot of young people, because I'm telling y'all, I'll put this link in some places where they're going to click on it, and they done been they where y'all at. My question to you is this. They feel like the white man got this sewed up. Ain't no need, ain't no need a nigga trying because the white man already got it all sewed up. You know, they have y'all talking about that's how they feel. They really ain't trying to hear y'all tonight because they feel like, man, do you know what's going on? Do you know about the Illuminati? Do y'all know about Skull and Ball? They don't know we know about it. They just think we don't know. So talk to them. And I just, this is a question I only want to go to, 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 to Ricky and LSU, only because y'all been locked up. But I want, I want, I want y'all to take no more and watch the clock because we got a lot of more issues. I want y'all to hit it for only three minutes. They don't, they really think we weak because we saying stuff like Jesus and kingdom and salvation. They, they, I'm telling you, I know I've talked to them all the time. They not trying to hear. They feel like I got to get this money. I got to stack. Then I'm going to get respect. Then I'm going to get respect. It's like Floyd Mayweather. He don't understand why everybody respected Muhammad Ali. When he done knocked out more people, he think he, he feel like, man, what? I'm the man. But see, he ain't, he don't have no substance. Ali did a lot of things without those gloves on of character. Spoke out against uh, uh, all types of prejudices and racism. And, and Ali was about something. Floyd Mayweather just knocking out people. just an athlete. So I want y'all to just hit on that really quick. I'm going to come to you, Ricky, first. Again, they, they're prison bound, man. They got a, they got that mindset. They're not, they not on that spiritual tip. They're about what they can see, taste, touch, and smell. Convince them, Ricky, in three minutes, if you can, why they should be interested in something more spiritual, God, his laws. If that's even what you believe, you might not even believe what I'm saying. So what do you have to say to those people that's going in and out of prison? They just can't, they can't, they can't get their bearings, man. All right, here's, here's, here's the thing about TDC, man. When, they, when, when, when the youth goes to TDC, they found Christ. When they leave TDC, Christ is the last, the last thing they even want to hear about. It's all about the money now. You know, it's all about the honey. You know what I'm saying? That's what their mindset is. And, and the truth about it all, you can't, make, you can't make them want Christ. You got to lead them to it. And they wait until something tragic happened to them. And then, you know, oh, I got to go to the Lord. But then after they heal, That's right. they don't even think about the Lord no more. See, I'm not, I'm not telling you nothing I heard. I'm telling you something I've been through. You know what right, I'm right. I didn't find Christ when I was in, in TDC. I wasn't trying to do that. I'm just trying to get out. I wasn't trying to be institutionalized or nothing like that there. I just want to do my time, my 14 years, and get out. You understand what I'm saying? But here's, here's the situation, uh, uh, Seth. The youth today, they own something else. You know what I'm saying? They feeling themselves right now. What they're doing is that money first. Christ when I'm almost dead. 
Okay, hold on, hold on a second, hold on, hold on a second, hold on a second, Ricky, because when they go to play this later, it's going to be a whole lot of noise. So whoever got the noise in the background, please keep it down. I'm telling y'all, we can hear a pin drop behind you. But go ahead, Ricky. Yeah. The thing about it is, like I said before, you know what I'm saying, I would, I, I've been there, you know, I've been there and everything, and forced, uh, you know, trying to find Christ and everything, you know, I'm still beating myself up about that. The only way we're going to actually get them to understand actually what three to four of us talking about right now is that you got to create. The church is the best place to create it. I look at it like this here, and you're going you're gonna to agree with me with this one. That create what we created on the stage in the church. It'll be very interested for them. They'll be there. While they're there, then they'll start paying attention to what the, the, the pastor is saying. It goes on and on, but you gotta give you gotta give them something to get them there. I mean, just going there, all the time they thinking about man, he finna, they finna pass this plate, man. You know, I ain't got no money for that. You know what I'm saying? They think about what they gonna wear. You know what I'm saying? This is this is a fashion show. It ain't like that, man. I mean, I've been there. I said, you know what I'm saying? I should be so I should be farther in where I am now. You know, for being a Christian, and I'm not. I'm not gonna lie about it because I got the I got the answer to him when I go to the upper room. You feel me? So I'm not gonna do you that. Know, you know what? Before, let me let me let me interject. I know I know Ellis has got something to say. This man always got something to say. So let me just say this real quick, and then I'm gonna let you finish it briefly. Got like I say less than a minute, then Ellis Hill gonna come on. A, a, a brother said something to me one time. His name is Seth Jackson. Seth Jackson. I befriended him because his name was Seth, like mine. And this was a knucklehead at Poly High School. You probably remember him. He drove, drove a motorcycle, Ricky. Uh, Ricky. He was just always in trouble, always in the principal's office. And one time, Seth told me something that blew my mind. I was telling him, I said, Seth, you keep talking about uh, you don't want to be saved because of this, that, and the other. I say, it ain't a, it ain't a life where you can't do this and you can't do that. Because his mom and daddy was, was ministers, and he just wasn't buying it. He just said, man, I can't do this, I can't do that, I can't do this. I said, Seth, the only thing the Father said, I'm talking to y'all young people listening and older people, the only thing the Father said you can't do is stuff that destroy either you, your neighbor, or him. He don't want right. you to disrespect yourself, your neighbor, or the Most High. If you do something that does not hinder or affect you in any negative way, or your neighbor, or the Most High, you can do it. And I say, Seth, the reason why I'm a believer, I'm a Christian, I think is what I said back then. I just rode his, with his motorcycle. He just gave me a lift on his motorcycle. I looked at him and I said this real quick, in 10 seconds. I say, Seth, the reason why I'm a Christian is because it's just a better life. Not because I don't want to go to hell. It's just a better life. Here's what he said to me. And he, boom, 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 get ready to go. Boom, boom, boom. He said, I'll never forget. He said, now that S-H-I-T, you need to keep preaching. That's <laughs> <laughs> real. That's real. I had thrown it in. Go ahead. One more thing you forgot, too. Miss Irene beat her, so we didn't have a choice. Your mama. Very good point. Very good point. Okay. Yeah. All right, Brother Ellis, weigh in on that, please. 
Why? I'm away on the Why last you say point. these guys prison bound, prison bound mindset? They they going right back LSU. They going right back with the mindset. Okay, first let me jump on his last point. What he just said. What Brother Richie said. He said, "Sister Irene beat us." In other words, Sister Irene kept us in check. What we fail to realize when we're trying to estimate the condition of our youth is that a lot of these youth don't have Sister Irene. Sister Irene is at the club. Our Sister Irene worried about her weed. That's what we're very real about it. And so while, so while we're imposing our values upon them, we need to first, see, put ourselves in their position. See, the problem with vision is that once you get it, you think it's a normal thing. But to a person right. who is walking blinded, vision is not vision is not normal. Vision is something to be achieved. And when we're coming back, we're coming from a position like like Brother Ricky said, he did his time. I did my time. And what changed me, not only did I become born again, but what changed me is I found the book called Joseph. It was it was written in a novel style. It's like you're reading a novel, nonfiction, but it was actually based upon the the scriptures, word for word. And what that book spoke to me was that maybe the reason you have caught so much hell in your life is that God has a purpose for you, son. That maybe your life is not about trying to beat this person or con the next person or trying to get this or trying to get that. Maybe your life is about something far more bigger and greater than that. And the only way you're going to find out is you're going to have to get yourself connected to the one who gave you life. Because you have to go back to the source. So like the brother said, like your brother said, like like Pac said one time when he was talking about going to war, and he says, I'm up here smoking some smoke, and I'm, I'm about to write the realest SHIT I ever wrote. Well, Seth, that's, it doesn't get any realer than that, man. It doesn't get any realer than that. And the thing is, simply put, again, I will say this. I know people don't want to hear this, because then what it does, it brings a bit of shame. But I'll be real about it. I looked at my children. I looked at the state and the condition that my children were going in. And I looked at the things that I said and did. And I had to ask myself, have I taken the Most High's name in vain by the way I've conducted my life in front of my children? And when I became real with them and with me first and with them, then our relationship began to change. Like I said, son, says my son is extremely articulate. He could sit up and answer these questions to you. He could have been on this show tonight. He's not here, but if he was here, I would have definitely invited him to come in and say some things because a lot of these things that you're speaking about, Seth, he brought it to my attention, and he tells me all the time. He said, Daddy, we poisoned ready to go. We ain't got nobody to lead us, and we know we can't oh. lead ourselves because we don't have the experience and the wisdom to lead us. And the, re- and the people that are trying to lead us, we're not trying to hear them niggas. He said, them niggas have been brought out by the system. We're not trying to hear them. But here's the thing. I'm going to give you an experience, and then I'm going to move on and let the next person come. I was in a homeless shelter. I was homeless for four months. I was in a homeless shelter for two of those months, four months. And I was in a homeless shelter with my family. It wasn't just me. It was me and my family. And while I was in that homeless shelter, the people in that shelter observed and watched me. Every time we got ready to eat, we would say grace over our food, and we would use that kind of like as our prayer time. Well, before we knew it, people who were coming to the cafeteria and getting ready to eat, kind of like in the cafeteria line, they would fall out of line and come to our table and we would bow our head to pray because they said, hey, we need this. They would stop, tell a person, hold my place in line. And I had, I had this one young lady, she was gay, dressed as a boy, looked like a boy, everything about her. 
One day I was in a very low, low, low place. Because I'm like, how did I get to this point? What did I do that caused this effect? What has this got to do? I'm like, Father, how am I representing you? And I'm in a homeless shelter. He said, son, it's a part of my plan. Pay attention. And just about that time, this young lady walked up to me and she said, brother, can I say something to you, sir, if you don't mind? I said, sure. She said, you know, I've been kind of checking you out, you know, the way you are with your children, the way you keep your family close-knit. And I just, I just been checking you out, and you remind me of my dad. My dad was in the military, and he was very protective of his family. He was very watchful of his family. And she said, I don't know how you got here or what got you, and that really doesn't matter. But I want you to know I've been watching you, and you have really blessed me. And, and, and you made me think about that. And I just want, I just want you to know that, can, can, if you don't mind, can I give you a hug? I said, wow, me. Wow. Wow. So what I'm telling you, what we do and how we live impacts them, and we can no longer shun the responsibility of that. We have to come. We, yeah. we talk about all these things, like, like Ricky said. That what happened is that we got so much religion going on that we have stopped and forgotten about being real and practical. Right. And when we get to be real and practical and stop trying to think that our life experience is their life experience and take time out to try and understand that life. That's one thing I can say about you, Seth. Is that ever since I've known you, I've known you to be nothing other than a man of God. I've known you nothing to be other than a man who walked with character. And what somebody said, this nigga's religious. <laughs> and it's like, and what I thought was religious, I understood it was that, no, I just don't, I, you just didn't understand my culture and my life experience. But the more we fellowship and the more we begin to hang around each other, you begin to understand it. And it used to be now, it started being, what well, it used to be, I would hear a song, all of a sudden I would hear Seth say, have you taken out this video? I'm like, Negro, what you doing watching rap music? <laughs> you know? <laughs> because what it is is that you have a son and you care about them sons. And that meant that if I have to change my mindset and look at the world from, a, from other people's perspective in order to become one and relate to them and understand and feel what they feel, that's what I'm going to do. Because me coming against it, speaking against it, everything is not going to change it. And that's, that's what's not important. Well, we don't need to change worldly systems. We need to change hearts. And like that brother said, last thing, Stephen, I'm sure I know I've extended my three minutes. But when that brother said, that when you told that brother, I did not choose Christ because I was trying to avoid hell. I was not looking for fire insurance. I wanted a better life in this life. Seth, me and you come from two walks of life. My early part of life was a walk of crime. But brother, when I fell on my knees in that five by ten foot cell and gave my life to the Lord, I didn't say save me from hell. I said I am tired of the living the life that I live. And if life is not any better than this, you can have this back. And I'm real. Either you do it or I do it. And the only thing that's going to change that is that you show me something different. He answered my prayer within 48 hours. Bro, wow. while I'm in prison, in prison. I just got wow. to the prison. This is my second time in prison. I'm on a unit. I'm not able to be to, to apply for anything of trustee status for another six months. I'm on a unit a month, and they transferred me to another unit, which made things a whole lot better for me. And on that ride to that unit, who am I sitting next to? I was cussing a dude out. And all of a sudden, I felt something I had never felt, conviction, because there was a preacher on the van, and I didn't even know it. Wow. And that wow. brother began to witness the word to me. And minister to me. And for six whole months, he took me side, took me side by side, and one on one, he just fed me the word. 
That's, that's what it takes, brother. That's, that's what it takes. Somebody, somebody, somebody around you got to be open to hear from the Father. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Hey, Seth, 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 I've got to take Seth, a little quick break. Seth, 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 real quick break, real quick break. i got to say this one last thing. It's very important, extremely important. Brother Ricky, yes, you sir. are in the right place at the right time for the right moment with the most high. You are not here by half a chance of circumstance, but you are on this show because the most high designed it to be that way because you have a purpose, my brother. You have a purpose. What you said on this show was minister to people and bring people into the kingdom. That's why you're not dead. I don't care if you've got one leg or one eye, you can still talk. That's one thing I know. Already. Thanks for that, man. I appreciate that. Well, folks, again, again, we got a phone line full of people. And remember, anybody on the phone line with a question or comment for our guests, any of our guests, press 1. I'm going to take a little short break. I'm going to meet everybody for now and take a little short break, and we'll be right back. Again, uh, you listen to the Five Smooth Strong presentation by Five Smooth I'm Brother Seth, and uh, we have on the line Ella Shure, all the way from Fort Worth, Texas. We got Ricky Shivers on the line from Fort Worth, Texas. Well, Purcell is all the way up in Cincinnati, and we're gonna come back with Purcell because he, he we hadn't heard from him in a while. I know he got a lot to say, and so we'll be right back. We'll be right back, folks. I'm enjoying this. I knew that these gentlemen will have something to say, and they this is gone me on the phone tonight. This is gone me on the phone. Tonight. All right, we'll be right back. Take a little short break. I come here tonight and plead with you. Believe in yourself and believe that you're somebody. As I said to a group last night, nobody else can do this for us. No document can do this for us. No Lincolnian Emancipation Proclamation can do this for us. No Kennesonian or Johnsonian Civil Rights Bill can do this for us. If the Negro is to be free, he must move down into the inner resources of his own soul and sign with a pen and ink of self-assertive manhood his own Emancipation Proclamation. Let anybody take your manhood. Be proud of our heritage. As somebody said earlier tonight, we don't have anything to be ashamed of. Somebody told a lie one day. They couched it in language. They made everything black. Ugly and evil. Look in your dictionary and see the synonyms of the word black. It's always something degrading and low and sinister. Look at the word white. It's always something pure, high and clean. But I want to get the language right tonight. I want to get the language so right that everybody here will cry out, Yes, I'm black. I'm proud of it. I'm black and beautiful.
another episode about five smooth songs, uh, special for the youth, young people, young adults. Uh, probably 30 and under. Tonight we're just talking about it all. We're talking about it all. And for those of you that tune in a little later on, uh, there's so many of y'all because we got a fall line full of people and half of y'all didn't hear this earlier. So what are we talking about? We're trying to address different ills, different issues going on with our young people. Many of them feel the rap game or jobs in the music industry is the only careers. They all want to be rappers. They want fast money versus the natural process. Others wonder why they can't seem to attract healthy relationships. Then there are those with the identity crisis. East Coast, West Coast. You know, something about the identity just, they're always trying to be like other cultures. Young adults giving up because of racism. Hopefully y'all heard them okay tonight. Lack of family support, family hating on them. Other economic challenges, can't keep jobs. You know, just economic, economic, living with parents forever. Some of them, they're trying, though. A lot of these boys and girls are trying. Clashes with the old way of worship, old school religious spirituality versus this new worship of self, building their own empire, everything about them. That's the new religion among a lot of young people. Unhealthy social media addictions. We're going to talk about that, hopefully. Same-sex confusion. Lord, don't get me started. Sex before marriage and the outdated act of marrying. Nobody want to get married no more. Money as life solution. If you can just get money, you're going to be happy. Strip club culture. Strip club culture. How about strip club culture? Everybody's strip club. It's like a doggone pool hall or something. Unforeseen violence everywhere. Peer pressure and pop culture. This is probably the most important one right there because most of these folks are just doing what's popular. Jealousy and lack of real friendships. Uh, Purcell, your line is now open. LSU, your line is now open. And Mr. Ricky Shivers, your line is now open. I'm here. Uh, real quick, real quick, in 10 seconds, what do you think of MLK LSU in 10 seconds, literally, because I'm going to put it he's, he's got the floor now. Okay, MLK, 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 MLK. Oh, what I think about MLK, what you heard, what you spoke, yeah. I mean, what you played. Yep, 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 yep. Oh, uh, great. It was always about that. We just didn't know that. What about you, Ricky? MLK, in 10 seconds. The thing about old boy, man, you know, he knew what we knew long before he knew. But it's all here, man. He spoke long before it happened. <laughs> That's all I got to say. <laughs> that, was good, that was a good 10 seconds. All right, Mr. Purcell, we haven't heard from you in a while. Listen, I want you to answer this question, Purcell. We hit it a little bit, but I want you to nail it down, and I'm only going to let you answer this one question. Now, if y'all want to chime in, y'all don't get through this because y'all went so much earlier. Y'all went so long. I just feel like he need to hit this by itself. And if y'all want to add Leah, make it no more, no more, no more, folks, in about 45 seconds. Let him run with this one because we kind of, you know, uh, if y'all don't mind, just to keep things balanced. Purcell, racism in the job market. People feel like, why should I even try? This white man got this sold up. They can't get no break. You know, you know how they talk. I mean, really, this is millions of people that feel like they can't make it. They can't. They can't give them, give them some per sale. 
Well, I tell you what, brother. <laughs> that right there is loaded. That's loaded for real. Um, that is one of the very reasons why I believe my ambition was so great to have my own business. My own business. You know, to be able to uh, set my own standards. Hold on, hold on, a little noise in the background. Okay, you can't be close to the phone, two phones together. Turn your speakers down for somebody. Okay. All right, go ahead, Priscilla. Okay. Yeah, that's that. That is a loaded, loaded, loaded topic. Um, that's a tough topic, also. Um, that's a very tough spot uh, because for so long. It's been, it's been going on for as long as I can remember. I can remember. Let me let me share a little story that an uncle of mine out of Tuskegee, Alabama, shared with me. Now he's a martial artist. He's like a grandmaster martial artist. Real real good. Been all the way to China and and uh, Japan competing okay. and everything like that. Okay. Now this is what he used to share with us. He used to talk about the process of competition. He said the way they used to govern the competition is they would cause all of the black guys to fight one another to get to the championship bout so that when they got to the championship bout, it was only one of them left, which caused them to have to fight one of the white boys or one of the Koreans. But he said, if you were fortunate enough to make it to that level, he said what you would have to do is almost half kill that white boy. Now, that holds true. Now, this was years ago. I don't even know how long how long this could have possibly been for him, but at least 40 years, 50 years, 60 years, okay? Um, but... We have those same challenges right today. It doesn't matter that you have the same degree on your wall. It doesn't matter that you have the same training. It doesn't matter that you have the same expertise. It doesn't matter that you have the same degree of knowledge and understanding of your area, whatever that area is. What matters is how you're viewed in that set And for so long For too many years Just like uh, uh, Martin Luther King said About uh, Being Less than Or viewed as less than You are not Valued the same way As they are We've seen that We've seen that quite a bit in the last year We've seen that quite a bit So I stand I stand with these young people When they feel like that I agree with that feeling But you can't get stuck In that feeling Now I'm going to tell you I got upset When Colin Kaepernick Took the stance that he took And None of his counterparts or none of, not his counterparts, none of his 
brothers in the sport. I can't say none of them, but it was a few. But to me, it should have been all of them still winning. Now, hold on. We got a rule on the show, Purcell, Ricky, and LSU. We got a, a rule on the show that when we get a question, we go right to the question. So we have to interrupt each other to get these questions because we don't know how much time they got. So hold on a second. Somebody wanna, wanna, might want to have a, a response to what you just said. So let's do this. Go to the phone line. Area code 313. Uh, if you don't mind, just give us the city and any name you want to go by tonight. Who am I speaking with? Eric code 313. Your phone number started with 784. Your hand was up. Go ahead with your question or comment. Yeah, this is Lorenzo uh, from Portsmouth, Virginia, by way of Detroit, Michigan. Um, I just want hey, to Hey, Lorenzo, say what's say, going on, uh, man? Oh, uh, nothing much chilling. Um, I've been listening to the show, but I wanted to say as far as, you know, the the situation facing, you know, um, the youth um, and what's going on today, I feel that uh, the situation now, everything has caught up to us. You know what I'm saying? You know, we, um, at the time, you know, Martin Luther King and a lot of the other civil rights all-stars that came and, and thought, you know, that they was doing the right thing. I think at that time, a lot of people formed opinions and formed solutions and it wasn't based on all the facts. You know, now that we have come a little longer in time and have more access to Internet and, you know, Wikipedia and Google information, we now have more information on the scene to make a stronger conclusion to what we should should have did as people. But unfortunately, due to those errors, you know, the integration, we pretty much um, gave up, you know, the type of uh, control that we can have because, you know, like now at this time to me, we can't really, you know, speaking from my generation, me being 31 years of age, you know, we wasn't really raised up to be the type of men to be able to pull ourselves about this situation. You know, we have to, you know, at one, like, at one time the black man was known for owning things. Now in That's 2017, the, you know, we, we are completely known for some stuff that at the end of the day is not going to get us anywhere and we done bought into the individualism, and we have bought into a lot of things that this society stands for, and it has only meant it, it, it has only been a snare and a trap for us as a people. That's why you we now see the continued destruction of even our very relationships between each other, and you know our communities, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that the the, the end, to make a long story short, is that you know I think that as a people we're going to have to be uh, brought down to a remnant status where, you know, a lot wow. of the people that are, um, you know, useless in black America that, you know, that, that not, not to even say they're bad people. Well, 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 hold, on, hold on a second, a Lorenzo. Hold on a second. You're saying a lot. You're saying a lot. Now, I, I, um, just, just before you go on, and I want you to kind of wrap up in, in another 60 seconds because I want to hear you out. But before you say another word, you said a lot. And I see your area code 708903. I'll come at you later. We've got another hand up, so we'll come at them after you, uh, Lorenzo. And Purcell, you on the floor, so just you just stay where you put. We're going to come back to you. But anybody, anybody want to address Lorenzo, please do it in less than uh, two minutes because of uh, we're out of respect for Purcell. Lorenzo, what's your nationality or ethnicity? Uh, a black American. I just want to know because you sound like a brother who was very well informed <laughs> and conscious, and some of the things that you said 
basically everything you said I can relate to and I agree with. And one of the things is, is that I was listening to that speech too by Martin, and it, and, I, and it talked to me while I was listening. Martin appealed to a certain class of people in this country. Martin appealed. Uh, uh, Malcolm appealed because Malcolm. If you listen to that speech with Martin, with uh, MLK just said the the snippet that Seth played, and then you listen to some of the things that Malcolm said, well, you find out that they were saying the same things, but they were coming from two different perspectives of speaking to two different groups of people, but yet at the same time, the same people. And I think that that's what we have to understand when we're talking about you, the people of your generation, the youth, is that we have to understand we serve a purpose. But as you said about the information thing, is that's why I come I put so much emphasis is that we have to live this and we have to prove that we are authentic in who we are and what we do. Because at this point in age stage, we have a generation of people who are very informed. And they don't make a habit of following people who are not authentic. They'll drop you in a minute. So I think okay. that what he was saying, uh, what you said, brother, was very significant. Okay. Well, well, listen, Lorenzo, go ahead and wrap. Anybody else uh, want to comment quickly on Brother Lorenzo real quick, like in two, in two minutes? Please stick with two minutes. Now, one thing he said, I hope you all listen to the brother. He, he said very clear, uh, Ricky Ellishore and Brother Purcell, is he feels there's only going to be a remnant. That means he actually feels that a lot of people are going to perish. Y'all get that? I heard so, that. Uh, uh, and code 709, again, uh, 903, if you guys still want to ask a question, press 1. I saw you disappear and appear. we got another caller, folks, so let's quickly, anybody want to respond to Lorenzo, Seth. Uh, Ricky, or Ella Shure? Ricky, uh, Seth, before you I mean, go I'm sorry, not call, Ella Shure, Ricky or uh, uh, Purcell. Okay, Mr. Purcell. I agree with him. I, I mean, you really can't okay. what he what he said. Hey, okay, Lorenzo, did you yeah. have another? Uh, you want to finish up there, brother? Brother. Yeah. Well, well, right, Seth, right. Seth, before before little brother Lorenzo get off the line, can I say something that he said in regards to Remy? Please make it quick. Because, quick, quick. Okay, what makes you say that, brother Lorenzo? Well, the uh, reason why I was saying that is, is that if you look at like the we use the Bible for instance, if you go to Ezekiel six, it just talks about a people that you know have went into idolatry with you know which we see today in the younger generation. You know we just have just went, went astray. You know and and you know if you try to go to the people and try to teach us, you know a lot we you know we're so in, deep into the individualism that you know you can probably get a few people to agree with you, but then when you talk about Okay, well, we can't, we won't have certain rules. Then it's, you know, people won't be like, nah, because I'm going to do what I want to do. So right, right, right now, right. in black America, right, everybody right. is doing right. what they want to do according to their own will, and that has always been our destruction as a people. So I just feel like, we, you know, it's not a bad thing to demonize nobody, but I'm just saying that as a remnant, we can just, we're going to be started over as a people, and then from that we can we can go and be the, the set-apart people we're supposed to be but at this point. We're not going to be able to do that because everybody is individual. Everybody want to do what they want to do, and everybody want to lean into their own understanding. So let me jump in here, Brother Lorenzo, because out of respect for this next caller, I think you're on the phone. Right. I like the fact you use Ezekiel. Are you Hebrew? Yes, yes, I am. 
Okay, when we say Hebrew folks, all it means is he just believed that black people are one of the lost tribes of Israel or the real Jews or the real Hebrew Israelites. Well, listen, Brother Lorenzo, i got a phone line lit up here, and so uh, I'm going to go. Eric well, 708903, I'm going to come to you, even though your hand is not up now, because I think your hand was up. Just let me know if you didn't want to talk, and that was a fluke. But, Lorenzo, thank you very much for calling, brother. And if you all want right, to come back later on, it's not a problem. Press 1. As soon as I put you on hold, press 1. And then if you want to come back later, press 1 again later. Okay, right. folks, that was Lorenzo all the way from Detroit. I'm going to go to area code 708 If you didn't want to talk at this point, just say you, you don't want to talk. But area code 708903. Press 7. We're going to come at you in a little bit. Area code 708903. Did you have a question or comment? Salawam, Barakatam, and me, peace and blessings. This is Brother Gabal, the Chicago area. I'm trying to talk, but I just send out a shout to the family and those that are seeking the truth. May the Most High send the light into your path and be a guidance into your life, because without him we are lost souls and they will burn. Shalom. Well, what does Shalawan mean? Shalom, my brother. Speaking what, what does Shalawan mean? So we'll be all on the same page. Shalom. Peace. Shalom, okay. Shalom, shalom. Mean peace. Did right. you know brother Elisha? Sir? I thought, but, I brother Elisha. Well, listen, brother, uh, uh, brother, you said what Brother Gabriel, right? No, I was just messing with you. Uh, uh, brother Gabriel, what city are you calling from? I'm in Chicago area, right outside, right outside of Chicago, south side of Chicago. Oh. Okay, folks, just so y'all know real quick, and he's just being nice about it. In short, this is a long-winded, another long-winded brother, but this is a five smooth stone. This is this is one of the long uh, listeners over the years. Ever since 2011, uh, this brother been with with us, just always calling and supporting. I appreciate you saying that. Uh, did you uh, get a chance to uh, hear the – well, not just put like this. Let me, let me go back to Purcell. Brother Garvey, if you want to comment later on, press one, and we'll bring it right back on. You know how we do it, okay? Go ahead, sir. Go ahead. Okay, gotcha. Tempo. All right. And that's Dr. That's Garvia all up in Chicago. Okay. Uh, Purcell, please forgive us. I have to take the, for these phone calls. Anybody else with questions, press one phone line. We'll come right to you. We won't. We'll just interrupt everybody. That's the way we roll here. But Purcell, you were finishing up. Go ahead and finish up what you were saying. Or if not, I got another question for you. Go ahead. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Uh, Brother Lorenzo hit something on the head when he started talking about that remnant. Because it took me right back to when I said uh, you you have to you pretty much have to to want to you know every man must be fully persuaded in his own mind. These it, I'm telling you, it's going to take a, a made up mind for people to do what needs to be done and to come together as one people, as one body. It's going to take a made-up mind. It's going to, you're going to have to have in your mind, I just want to. It's not, going to it's, it's not going to take persuasion. It's going to take, I want to. It's almost like when you get backed up in a corner. Sometimes I, some, I might get it quicker than you get it. But at some point, you got to get it. I heard somebody say, mama's God won't do, daddy's God won't do. You got to get your own God. Oh, In other words, what that means is you, you got to have a desire down on the inside of you to know God for yourself. 
it's good to have those people around you that encourage you in the faith, but it's a whole nother thing to have a burning bush experience. Take your shoes off and stand in the face of God and hear what thus saith the Lord. That's a whole nother experience, my brother. Well, yeah, and I believe this. that's I what it's going to take. Well, let's do this, and y'all got to bear with me. I'm going to go a little fast because it's 9.36, and I will probably go a little over today, folks. I'm going to go for about another uh, 45 minutes at the max because I, uh, I just want to be, don't want a super long show tonight because then people won't listen because they're oh, three hours long. So I will try to wrap this up. But listen, we got a lot to cover. We're going to ask answer these questions tonight, tonight. With these four brothers, we got to be able to do this. Here's, here, here is the question. These three brothers, we got to do it tonight. Here's what we're going to talk about quickly. We hit already the fast money versus the natural process. I want to wrap that up with. Uh, I think I'll let Ella Shua take that and then go to Ricky because we haven't heard from him in a while. Ricky, I want you to there for about three minutes. Why should I – well, let me let me just list all the things I want to do tonight real quick, and then we'll, we'll – um, eh, I'm not going to read all these. I'm just going to just name them to you all and let you all just tackle them one at a time. Uh, Ricky Shivers, my old childhood friend, for those of you just tuning in, is on the line, and uh, I want to ask you this question. What do you have to say to young people? That has just been on this fast money versus the slow money legal way. Now, we hit this already earlier, so I'm telling y'all, please stay within three minutes. We don't have to. I want, actually, Ricky, why don't you take three and then everybody else just chime in as, as you know, a minute or two, and then I'll give y'all the same opportunity on another question, give you a full three minutes, and then we'll let Ricky and, 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 you know, we'll do it like that. So, Ricky. A lot of people been on yes, fast sir. money. You say you went down. You went down, brother. You and LSU, y'all have that thing in common where y'all actually went out and paid the ultimate price, prison. And that's why I wanted to have some people on and understand both sides of the, you know, underside, understand that the, the the street life and understand other parts of life. Classy brothers. There's no more than one way to talk. So, again, brothers, come up to you. They want this fast money. They ain't trying to hear nothing else. They don't want. They want to go. To, they don't want to go in a slow process. They is not been on it, and they're killing each other like flies in Chicago over what I'm saying right now. What would you say to them in three minutes? Nail it. Three no more. I'm watching the clock. Yeah, it ain't gonna take uh, long because uh, brother Ellis, he gonna he gonna he gonna help me out right here. Here's how it goes. <laughs> fast money is good money, but it don't last. You me? Slow money will last you forever if you take the time and get it. See what I'm saying? There's a way of getting everything and a way of not getting nothing. I'd rather get a little something than a little nothing anytime. But what you have to do, and I might not say it right to you right now, but I'm doing the best I can right now. What you have to do, man, you got, you got to figure out in your own mind what it is you're going to do in order to get that money. Everybody talking about I want to retire early. I say it too. I'm still trying to retire, but you have to work hard in order to make that happen. You know what I'm saying? You got to do what it takes, even when you don't want to, to get that money. You got to, I'm, I'm just going to be honest with y'all, family. You got to suck some ass, you know what I'm saying, to get that money. You know what I'm saying? Anything to make it whole for yourself and your family. I ain't telling you to be no pup. I'm just saying, do what you have to do in order to get legalized money that's going to last forever. They call that old money. Brother Ellis, finish up on that now. I'm, yes, I'm through with that one. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I think, 
And what he's saying about when he says that is that what a lot of people don't understand is, and, and I, I know exactly what he's saying is simply put is that you have to humble yourself. You have to understand that what we're talking about is a value way. It's, it's values. We're talking about how we see things, how we see life. And a lot of this is premature because it's real simple. Uh, Nicodemus came to the Messiah, the Mashiach, by night. And he came to him secretly because he had heard him speak, and there were some things about him that he couldn't quite understand. He's trying to get clarity. And basically what he was saying, I'll paraphrase, is that what you're talking about is a different kingdom. And my question to you is, all of this, what you said, you've given the indication that that is present within the kingdom. The question is, how do I get inside the kingdom? Because the thing is, is it's real simple. The reason people pursue fast money is based upon a fast money lifestyle. That has to do with right. values. And until you alter and change a person's value, you're not going to change that. You can't get a drug dealer who's been making, let's say you got a drug dealer and he, and he getting three or, four, three or four Gs a week off of selling drugs, three or $4,000 a week off of selling drugs. And then you're going to tell him, Brother, you need to come to Christ and stop doing that and change your life, whatever, and then you want him to go out there and get what? A minimum wage job. Now, why right. do you know what you say get him a minimum wage job? Because guess what? Nine times out of ten, that's all he's professionally qualified for is a minimum wage job. And what he's going to tell you, I'm not hearing you. I have developed a lifestyle and I've been accommodating to a certain amount of money, and now you want me to drop that for your religion. Again, Seth, I take you back to this issue of dealing with the kingdom. Because if you deal with the kingdom, then you can make it relative. You can make it real. You, like the brother just said, fast money does not last. Because the Bible clearly says that ill-gotten gain will take wings and fly away. That's biblical. Yeah. That's a value. But the thing is that they have to see your world in order to understand your values. It goes back to what the brother said, Seth, or what you told the brother. I came to Christ not because I wanted to escape take hell. I came to Christ because I wanted a better life. Well, part of having a better life is you have to understand, just like in the street, there's a game. There's a code. And you have to play by that code in order to reap the benefits and play the game well. Well, the thing is that people become born again, and they don't want to play by the code. They still want to do their own thing. They still want to live the way they want to live. They don't want to buy by the code, and then they get upset when they don't get the type of results that the book indicates you're supposed to have. Now, here's the and, then we got preachers, and then we got preachers. Hold on, real quick, last one. Then we got preachers who actually, ironically, have the same value system as the dope dealer because all you have to do is look at the preacher's life. Because he with all the preachers telling you, basically, he ain't telling you, you know, get with cream. He just said, give, and it should get back enough to you, and you're going to be wealthy and famous. Do you see what I'm saying? Unless we change this system, let's quit trying to reach out to people because we're taking the Most High's name in vain. He didn't bring us a religion. He brought us a kingdom. A kingdom has laws. It has the way you govern yourself. It has diplomats in it. It has politicians in it. But everybody has to do their part, and we want everybody to be the same as us. We think the only way you call them God is you're in the pulpit preaching. What? What if God, well, there, are, there are people who are, who are literally doing things that we could not be thinking of that are called to God. We talk about hip-hop. Quit trying to hey, this sure. whole thought. Go ahead. Go ahead, brother. Uh, you taking your ang- anger management pills, brother? <laughs> <laughs> My anger management pills is worship and praise. Because if I wasn't praying worship, I'd cry. No, I know. That's real deal, though. Real. Because I like what you said. 
bit about the preachers uh, doing the same thing as the pimps. I just think, boy, you just don't give no mercy. <laughs> Yeah, but, but, that but that's not all of them, though. That's not all of them. We have to be. But, but the thing is that those who are those who are in the limelight, those who are in the limelight, is what the people see, and that's what we have but to we always have to dismiss. Care. When you're living in a society that is driven by media, that's driven by internet, and the scripture clearly says in Daniel the twelfth chapter, he said the knowledge, knowledge will run to and fro. The knowledge will run to and fro. The knowledge will be in the world, and so what people are saying is simply put. If the preacher in your community is not living and doing according to what Christ told his disciples to do, and Matthew, okay. in the book of Matthew, it's real. Hold on, let's end right here. Uh, hold, 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 hold on, hold on, Please, because we got off the topic about the youth now. We're talking about preachers. But go ahead. No, go ahead. Because, okay, but, but, but I just said it's a set. It's real simple. Is that the reason why, again, we had shows the preachers of L.A. Now, here's the thing. The brother that's out there on the street ain't walking into your church. But when he turn on the TV, he'll see preachers of L.A. So what, again, you are presenting the type of example because that's what people think to be. Even a child does it. A child look, comes into this world and sees a, bl- a blank palette, and then he begins to see things evolve, and he thinks that's the way it's supposed to be. It's the same way with the world. They observe things. And until we – here's the thing. And until we get this okay. thing right amongst ourselves – Simply put, simply put, Seth, it's like the brother said about the remnant. We don't even want to deal with that. We don't want to deal with the remnant. Why? Because it goes against, it goes against, it goes, it goes against what we believe. It goes okay, against no, what we believe. Yeah, we don't brother, want to talk brother, about brother, the remnant. Brother Purcell is trying to jump in here. Then we got a question. Somebody oh, I'm got sorry, a question. I'm sorry, brother Purcell. So, I didn't hear you. So, I'm I, sorry. I'll let you go. I'll let you go, brother. I love learning. I'll let you go. I'll let you go. Purcell, go ahead, chime in. Then we'll go to the phone lines. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I just, I just want us to be careful. I just want us to be careful and not uh, fall into the same trap they've put us in, okay? Um, it's, not, it's not all of us. See, we, 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 we're too comfortable talking about uh, what we're talking about, especially when we start talking about the preachers and the, and the kingdom and, all, and who all is, is involved in the kingdom and who's uh, believing, believing the kingdom uh, principles and whatnot. We dragging this broad net, and we have to be careful because it's always an exception to the rule. Let me tell you something that I understand. I understand that all I know is all I know, but all I know is not all there is to know. See, and that's in every situation, especially those situations where we're on the outside looking in. Now, what has happened with that uh, preachers of L.A., and they've given the kingdom, I agree with you, they've given that particular uh, set or that particular show has given the kingdom a black eye. And it just goes back to what we were talking about earlier, how, um, how we're, we're the, the, the Christianity has so many faces. You know, and, and that's where the confusion is. It's like you said, we have to think, we have to start dealing with mindset. We have to start dealing with um, um, not the the person, but the person's uh, way of thinking, if you will. We have to we have to deal with that. We have to deal with the value system. That's what has suffered in the black community, also with our youth. The value system is deteriorated. 
They don't value one another. They don't even value themselves. Okay? It's and they true. certainly, they certainly don't, don't value uh, authority. Authority, I would, it's like the brother Lorenzo said, we want to do what we want to do, how we want to do it. I don't, yeah, care people, I don't care how many people come along the side or how many people went before. They well, they want to do what they want to do. That's why I keep preaching. Every man must be fully persuaded in his own mind. You got to have, they got to have their own experience and deal with that from their perspective. They got to deal with that. I told my son, my son, is, my son said to me, my oldest son said to me, well, Dad, you know, I'm the type of brother, you know, I got to learn for myself. I got to see, I said, son, it's some things you don't have to learn for yourself. It's people that have gone before you that shown you that this is the way you do it. Now, we're talking about this fast money thing. I don't believe in fast money. I believe it's more money and less money. Because here's what we have to understand with this whole fast money theory. Even with the fast money theory, the principles are the same as slow money. Because, see, what, what, happen, what happens is these youth have, are seeing the end result of the hustle when they're looking at the one with the fast money. But, see, what they're not understanding is that this, the one with the fast money still had to go through a process. He still, he still had to be consistent in what he was doing. He still had to master his craft in order for his 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 uh his increase, his increase to come. Hold on, hold on, everybody, hold on. We got to go to the phone line. So, Priscilla, hold that thought, hold that thought, boy. Y'all long winded, but it's all good. It's, it's really hard to do this show tonight because every time y'all speak, it's so good. You don't want to stop. But I do want to say this, Proverbs 13 11. Proverbs, if anybody got your Bible, which I doubt it, but hopefully you do, young people, look it up, Google it, Proverbs 13 and 11. Listen to this about fast money. Y'all want a fast money scripture? Here you go. Fast money scripture. Let me tell you, Eric, they want seven, two. eight. Uh, wealth, wealth gotten by vanity shall diminish. But he that gathereth by labor shall increase. That is not the scripture I'm looking for. I'm looking for the scripture that say, wealth gotten in haste. Hands will not be innocent. My bad. I'll find that for you. But let's go to the phone lines and see what's, what's brewing in with area code 817-500. Please let us know the city you're calling from and who am I speaking with. Oh, this is Morris Turner coming, calling, coming straight out of DFW, every four where Texas. What's happening, Morris? What's happening? What's happening? Ricky, say hello to Ricky and, and Ricky and Ella Shua and, and Brother Purcell. Say hello. Say hello. How, how you doing? doing? Well, I just want to say this, you know. In other words, uh, what you all saying, it's got to continue being processed or pushed to the ones that don't know because we've got a lot out there to say you. The main thing is no pain, no gain. That's a true story. Oh, really? It's like, you know, you got to get in the paint doing what you can't, and it is what it ain't. But at the same time, while y'all passing this message on, it just can't stop here on the radio. 
because it's got to be trusted somebody. Somebody got to be able to understand it. And like you said, they way above their head and don't know what it is to get where they got to go and they give up because a lot of people not giving them the information that you, you can give or that you're giving tonight. So the best thing is the one that you can touch, try to touch the ones and keep it, you know, very positive so they'll learn. They might not get it now, but they're going to get it eventually. So I like you what you're talking about and how you pushing it and getting it out there, but at the same time, you got to pass it on. It's the, it's the baton. You know what I'm saying? And, and Mars right. got a good yeah, point. And just so you know, Mars, just didn't, if I can interrupt just for a quick second, and, and, and y'all, we gotta, we gonna roll 100 miles an hour here after Mars, because anybody else with, with a little question, we can't stop though for you. Phone line is full. Haven't seen the phone line like this in a good while. Uh, don't know which one of you guys brought all these people, but thank you, thank you, thank you. Did you have something to say? Who is that, Ricky? Were you saying something? No, I'm just saying hello. It's gonna to have to be a part three. Say it again. There's going to have to be a part three. Oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. So, Mars, just for the record, everybody listen, all everybody listen, this is what's going on with this show. First show we did, uh, Brother Purcell was on the show, Arlene, my wife, was on the show, and I took the link to that show to different young people, different trends where they was talking about money or talking about same sex or whatever they was talking about related to our show, and I posted a link. And I went somewhere else and I posted a link. And I went somewhere else and I posted a link. So that could be well while we're getting a different, uh, the phone line being filled tonight. So just so y'all know, they're going to be listening, to, if not now, live. They always can listen 24 hours a day. So just so you know, Mars, it is out there. So anything else you want to say real quick? And uh, we're going to go back to, uh, I think we'll go to uh, Ricky. We haven't heard from him in a while. Anything well, like quick, Mars? Like you said, Lorenzo, say you got to be a part three. You know, this is a, you know the book is the book is out there. Ears are open, and those that don't know don't know the knowledge, and the parents that didn't teach them and stand beside them and give them faith to believe in themselves. Guess what? Hey, that's why we put you guys out here and us out here to let them know that hey, man, it don't have to go that way. But if you decide to take that step, hey, you make that choice. But in the meantime, stay positive. Just keep it rolling. Well, Mars, I appreciate it, appreciate it. Now, I want you to hang on the phone line. If you have a question later on, press 1 when I put you on hold. You know how this go. Press 1 when I put you on hold, and you can press 1 again if you want to come back, okay? Because I know you got more to say, all right? All right. All right. So there, Mars, says go ahead and press 1 so your hand can go down. But listen, folks, I want to go down this list real quick because I promised to talk about uh, these different things. We might not be able to hit everything, folks, tonight, so I'm going to go kind of fast. Again, uh, I say this every week. If you clicked on the on a link to listen to this show, y'all should know by now you got to call the phone lines when it gets to be about 10. We only contract it to 10, and then we go over the grace period for another hour. We ain't going to go no hour, but we can actually go to 11. We're not going to go to no 11 o'clock tonight. So we're probably going to go maybe another 30 minutes at the most, at the very most, because I have, uh, I got, y'all know I work at night too, so I like actually do these shows and go straight to work. One reason I chose to work at night so I can do different things throughout the day. So listen, let's do this. Uh, I'm going to mention a topic. This is what, we, what I would like to cover tonight, uh, friends, uh, co-hosts and hosts and guests. I want us to talk about same-sex confusion. A lot of people confused about same-sex. A lot of lesbians, homosexuals out there, and I mean, oh, man. They said Atlanta is the new San Francisco. Did y'all know that? Um, I want to talk about I want to talk about the strip club. 
I definitely talk about the strip club. It's the new hangout. It's almost like the pool hall. Everybody going. Everybody. There's so many of them. It's thousands. What you going to say when it's thousands? Thousands? Serious? Uh, violence everywhere. I mean, shootings, shootings in Cincinnati alone, up there where you put cell, in your neck of the woods. Fifteen people were shot. Fifteen people were shot in a club. Fifteen, one location. Chicago is off the charts. I'm telling y'all, it's about materialism. These people ain't listening about no spirituality. It's all about the money. It's all about the money. It's all about what you can see, taste, touch, and smell. They are not interested in the intangible world that we talk about on this show. So I think y'all have done, and I mean this, I mean this with every fiber of my being. I don't talk fast, but bear with me. I actually think y'all have done a good job. I put these certain questions up here, and y'all haven't answered a lot of them. But what y'all said is almost more important. So, But anyway, I still like to hit same sex. I like to talk about strip clubs. I like to talk about um, money. Yes, yes. Let's talk about that. Okay, hold on. Hold on, hold on, because y'all, you may, I may mention something else juicy. I got about four more of them. I want to mention the identity crisis. The brother came on and said he's an Hebrew Israelite. We ain't got to stay on long, but it's a lot of people. I have 2,000 Facebook friends. 700 of them are young, and 700 of them are Hebrew Israelites. They really buy into this. Why? Are they doing it for the right reason? I want LSU to tackle that. Actually, I'm going to let him tackle that along later. Um, Lack of family support, we don't have to talk about that one tonight. Again, we are going to do a part three, so we can't do all of this. But let's talk about the whole same-sex thing. And I want to go to, Ricky, since we haven't heard you in a while. And again, uh, those you on the phone lines that came on once, you can't come on again. I don't have no rule on this show. Ricky, same sex. They're married. Obama. Oh, hold on. Obama. Obama. Yo, President Obama. Chris Scott King. John Lewis. Black pillars in the civil rights movement. They have endorsed same-sex marriage. Our kids are confused. Talk to us. Same-sex, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I ain't going to play no game. I, I, I don't disagree about it. I, what, I disagree, I, what I do disagree about is that, you know, I don't believe that women should be with women. I don't believe that men should be with men. But here's how it's going. Everybody's finding their own way. In this now, they're going against God. You know what I'm saying? I said, I ain't taking it back. You know what I'm saying? They're going against God, but that's something that they're going to have to, you know, answer for. You know, they're making up their own churches and, and own Bibles now, you know, make make it right. You can't make that right. You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying? Because first of all, look at look at the phenomenon of the thing. Woman has child. Men don't. So what are we going to do? Just be bumping booties. That's all we're doing. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm not with that. How how to fix that solution? Because I got a few people that do the, do the, do the damn thing. I'm going to say it like I'm going to say it. You know, they do the damn thing. But I love them. They mine. You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying? So I can't, you know, I, I can't say anything bad about it. It is what it is. Now, y'all probably not going to agree with me, but so what? That's just how I feel. Okay, let me ask you something, Ricky, on that before we go to Ella Shore and uh, Purcell. You say it is what it is. That's a very common thing people say. And a lot of people leave them alone. And, and it can be politically correct saying what I think I, I think Brother Ella Shore is going to say, what I think Brother Purcell is going to say. They're going to say they're uh, they not politically correct. I think. They can shock me, though. What you just said, what you just said Ricky, 
the world is going to agree with you. Obama will be saying, yeah. Coretta will say, yeah, it is what it is. But let me say this to you. You just said something key. You said they're going against God's word. Now, do you pussyfoot with these people? Meaning pussyfoot, meaning play around with them, y'all. I'm not talking about nothing crazy. Do you mess around with them or do you say, listen? Because let me tell you something about sin, any sin. It hurts somebody. It hurts. It kills, steals, and destroys sooner or later. And if two women get together, two men get together, and they be and they get in love. And I mean, I see them all the time. They say, "What are you saying? We love each other." And I tell them something very strange. I always give them a headache. Not trying to pick on nobody, but I give them a headache. I say this: Keep loving each other. And they smile. Mm-hmm. Listen, they smile. I say, you keep loving each other. God never said you're not supposed to love each other. Keep loving each other. But you can't express it the same way. You can't express your love through sexual activity with each other. But the love is there. Keep the love. But you cannot, or the scriptures forbid, forbid, you to have sex with each other, same sex you're supposed to get married, according to God's law. Now, if you don't, Susie and Mary, you're stifling the population, which was what we was commanded to do. And then you're going to go and adopt children, and you're going to show them the same process. Always ask yourself this question, Mary and Susie. If everybody in the world was just like me, what kind of world would it be? We learned it when we were seven years old. If everybody decided tomorrow to go and, and, and follow Susie and Mary, there would be no planet. Exactly. Purcell. Well, same question. I, 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 I got same question. Same question. Hold on, hold on. What did you just say? Who was that? Brother Elishua. Brother Elishua. Uh, okay, this is something, Seth. Okay. Uh, <laughs> same sex marriage, uh, same sex relationship. <laughs> Homosexuality. I got to ask you to host a question, though, before I respond to this, because I'm getting a little bit confused here. I want to make sure I got clarity. Are we answering these questions from the standpoint of the perspective of the world? Are we answering these questions from the standpoint from the perspective that we're representatives of the kingdom of God? Good question. Very good question. I'll do this in 10 seconds. We're talking to young people that are asking you, what is wrong with me and my lover? In three minutes, finish. Okay. Question wasn't completely answered, so I'm going to just tell you the standpoint where I come in. I come on this radio show, as I well as do other radio shows, as well as I have my own radio show that we're going to be resuming next week. I have nothing to say of my own accord of my opinions. My opinions mean nothing. To simply put, man's opinions means nothing. Because all we got to do is look at the state of the universe and come to the conclusion that man has made a terrible mess of what God has put in his hands. So we have to make it a time. For me, anything I say, you have to understand, and everybody that's listening, I don't come representing hip-hop. I don't come representing this political policy or this political party or the other. I stand before you as a son of God called to preach and teach the truth. And now, my brother said something a minute ago, and to be honest with you, the prophet in me just dug way down and came right back up. He said, we're too comfortable talking about 
the state of the church and those who are false prophets and false preachers. And I say, you know what? It's the comfortability that has us in the state that we're in. Because every question that you have put before us tonight, we have the solution for it. And if we have a solution for problems and things that are in the world, and we have existed for 2,000 years, why is the world in a handbag on its way to hell? Right. Because those who have been put forth to represent the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and the King that he is in, they have made a terrible mess of it. And we don't want to say it's a mess. We want to keep acting like it's not a mess. And the world is looking at us, and they say, you got me messed up. I can do bad all by myself. I don't need to be come to no church where you conning me and trying to play me out of my money. The preacher's going and living this way. You talked about homosexuality. Let's talk about the city of Atlanta since we own that point. Uh, Bishop Eddie Long was the strongest advocate, advocate against homosexuality in the city of Atlanta. He led many marches against it in the city of Atlanta. And that's why, I come, to be honest with you, if you want to put that in the spiritual context, that's why he came under attack. Because the Bible says that the gates of hell shall not prevail. That means that we're supposed to be something that is progressing, moving aggressively forward, taking over the culture and conforming the culture to the kingdom. But the problem is that we have some tricksters. We have some false prophets. And the people are looking at that, and no matter what Purcell says, no matter what you say, Seth, until you erase that picture, they don't want to hear what you have to say. And quit saying they're not spiritual, because they're more spiritual than you could ever imagine they are. And I say this from the standpoint of experience, because I relate to them and communicate them daily. I don't just come on a radio show to talk about them and find out what solutions. No, no, no. I intertwine and live and engage with them daily. And I'm telling you, they're more spiritual than you could ever imagine. Because the reason why I come there is Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, just real quick. Five-second interjection. Let's, let's kind of lower the tone a little bit. I'm not saying they're not spiritual. I don't hear anybody say that tonight. No, no, no. What you said, okay, let me, let me correct it. You said that what, the, what you were saying, see, the thing is that we think that they cannot discern spiritual things. I'm they talking about, hold on, hold on, hold on, because you got the preaching here tonight, and that's good. I want you to keep going, because you're doing the right thing. You're doing it right. Really, okay, well, no, let me correct myself. So me, listen, all wait, I'm sorry. To you, question to you, because well, you're going way over the three minutes, and that's okay, because you, you're doing it. We're listening. You're you going with the fire tonight. But I'm asking you a simple question. They saying I'm with my lover. Why do y'all want us to break up? That's all I want you to answer. And again, oh, Seth, I have to answer this. I have to answer this, Seth. I have to answer this. If I now maybe if I come to them as an individual, not representing the church, and just say, hey, you know what? Here's real simple. Do you believe in longevity? Do you believe in reproduction? That's yeah. It's real simple. If you two women stay together without the aid of a man, could you have children? Could you continue to reproduction? The fact that the matter set is 99% of the people who are gay know that let's gay talk, is let's wrong. Talk, let's talk. Let's talk. You, you, you're not getting what I'm saying, so let's talk. I'm a lesbian now. Let's talk really quick. And, and I'm talking about, Priscilla, I'm coming to you. Please forgive me for kind of leaving you hanging over there. Hold on. But real quick, I'm talking. I'm just listening. I'm, just listening. I'm working and listening. I'm working and listening. All right. All right. What's wrong with me and my? You saying that you trying to say, brother, that me and my lover can't stay together? This is what they tell me, man. Listen, go for it. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. I'm gonna do the opposite. You let me be the gay person, and you be the person answering the question. 
Okay. Let me show you what I'm talking about. In three minutes, though, we're not going to drag this out because we got to talk about other things. No, no, you can drag it out as long as you want. You can ask the question. Three minutes. Let's go. Let's go. Go with it. No, you said you're the gay person. Right. Go with it. Talk to me. No, you want me to explain something? Ask me a question. Well, no, 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 no,
they can always get you with that. And, that's, and, and the young people, while you listen tonight and old folks, and then we got to wrap this up and I got to go straight to the cell after this. And Ricky's been holding as well. So let's move on after this. I'm going to let you respond, LSU, in less than 30 seconds, please, out of respect for everybody else. I don't let them bring in everybody else. I, I would say, if you see me sinning and you want to go try to follow me, who is your savior, me or Christ? I'm trying to tell you what the scripture says, and I got, I got verses here to tell you what is the scripture, what, what, the, what, the, what the Bible is saying about homosexuality. Why you want to put me in and the choir director and the, and the pastor? It ain't about, it's not going to be them standing before the Most High. And they, they, because they shut them down. The only way I can know, sir, sir, the only way I can know the Bible is real is based upon those who I've seen living. I've heard, as far as I'm concerned, you know, I've read the Bible a little bit. And that's a lot of things in that Bible don't rise. So basically, I'm kind of left at the mercy of listening to those who represent it. And all I'm telling you, sir, is you're asking me to do something. Now, hold on. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish, please. It's real simple. I understand what you're saying, Seth. When it comes to homosexuals, I've never rejected homosexuals. If you remember correctly, when I was at ORU, one of my best friends was a homosexual. He had a twin brother who was a homosexual. And he had an older brother who was a homosexual. And every time that brother would get down or he'd be depressed, somehow he would find me. If he had to come to my dorm room, if he had to come to my job at City of Faith, he'd find me. Why did he look for me, Seth? Out of all of the people that he knew in the city of Tulsa, and I knew nobody in the city of Tulsa, why did he always look for me? Because I gave him what Ricky talked about earlier. I gave him unconditional love. Because we're dealing oh. with people who, for the most part, they got that okay. way is a form of rejection. Okay. And so I give them unconditional uh, love. That's not all okay, that because if you cut this off, no, 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 you're going to do it. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. No, 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 no. What you said, but we're talking hold about homosexuality. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Because I'm looking at the time, and we spend like 15 minutes on this, and it's just, I'm being disrespectful to the guests, really. So, as much as right as you are, you're talking about loving homosexuality, I know everybody feels you on that. i got to go to these other brothers, and I want to move on. But before I do that, I want to give everybody really briefly what Brother LSU is saying and what I'm saying. You heard him saying he disagreed with the act. You heard us saying that. We're just saying it different ways. The verses are James 4 and 12. Hebrews, I know y'all have a pen. Remember, you can rewind this later on because what we say really don't really matter unless the scriptures say Hebrews 13, 1 through 5. Yeah, I know y'all heard Brother LSU is saying it's wrong. Here's why we say it's wrong. John 8, 7 through 11. Romans 16, excuse me, Romans 1, 26 to 28. Galatians five fourteen, Jude one five through eight, First Timothy one. I know I'm going fast, but again, you can remind this people. First Timothy one eight through eleven, Mark ten six to nine, First Corinthians seven and two, Romans thirteen eight through ten, First Corinthians six nine through eleven, Leviticus eighteen twenty two. First Corinthians six seventeen to twenty, Leviticus twenty and thirteen. I don't want to be the dead horse. It's very clear throughout the scriptures that that act is definitely it's just it's illegal. So I want to do this, and again, we got these other things I want to say. I want to come to you, uh, brother. Uh, Purcell, Seth, you cut me off. I haven't heard Ricky in a while. I haven't heard Ricky off Purcell. Uh, so let brother me go. Seth, to, uh, brother Seth, with all due respect, brother Seth, with all due respect. 
cut me off at a very vital point. And what you just did, I know, I know, did you do I know, that for I know, a lot? I, you, absolutely. I know, but you did, but did, you, but did you do that for hold a fornicator? Hold on a second. Hold on a second. You're absolutely right. But it's because we've been beating this and we've been hitting this and we say, all oh, this is good. We're not telling one lie. Let me finish first. my point in the mouth. Hold on. No, hold on. You can't. Because we've got to go with these other things. Hold on. That's all.
it'd be crazy for me to get in a fight with somebody else about your stuff and you sitting back not even not even phased by it. That's what we doing. We fighting we fighting for over somebody else's stuff, mainly them people, I call them them people, and they sitting back looking at us on the news saying, these ignorant niggers, these just some ignorant niggers, I tell you. They're just savages. And what we continue to do, and we, we what we've been doing for a long time, is we continue to fuel that ideology, that we just continue to fuel that. Uh, uh, Ricky, hit that, hit that a little bit. Why? Why should What's the gangster thing? Everybody want to be a gangster. Check this out. Everybody want to be a gangster. But now, or talk about OG. Everybody want to be an OG. This is what I always say. I say Jesus was the real OG. I'm going to tell you why. How many of these OGs out here in the street can say this? No man take my life. I lay it down. And if I lay it down, then I can pick it back up again. How many OGs out here in the street can say that? Hmm. You guessed it. Silence. Zero. Zero. So we want to, if we want to study an OG, that's who we need to be studying. That's who we need to be studying, the Prince of Peace and the Rose of Sharon. That's who we need to be studying. Let me say this, Purcell. I want to go a little deep, and I want to come back here. I want to, I want to give you an opportunity. I'm going to say something, and I want you to give me a minute response, and if not, I'm going to go to Ricky. Ricky, you give me no more than a three-minute response, and if not, I'll go to uh, LSU. Y'all watch the clock. we got to stick. we got to wrap this show up in a little bit. I know we're going to do part three, but I just want to get – because I don't know some of these young people might not listen to another show, so I really want to give you as much as we can. Purcell, I think it's a little deeper than that. This is just me talking. I could be dead wrong, but this is just me. Because there's white people out there that that, that fight. And, and there's white people out there that, that, that there are white young people that, that fight each other and all that. And I, I think it's a little deeper for us as a people. This is what I believe it is, why they do what they do. I believe... What do I think about white people? Let me say this right quick while you, have, while you touched on that white people thing. They fighting each other too. Well, here's most of what white people do is emulation. Yeah, emulation. They don't, have, they don't. They don't have anything that they can call original. So, <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Nothing is original for them. Nothing. Everything they got, they got on the backs of somebody else. Everything. Everything. Who stole the soul? Okay. Yep. So when you see them acting the way they acting, most of the time they trying to emulate what they have seen on World Star or something crazy like that. They just <clears> trying to <throat> emulate. You talking about whites or blacks? I'm talking about white. white trying to be black. That's it. Okay. They emulate okay. not behavior. Okay. White people. They emulate everything. Everything we do, they emulate. 
90% of black people have self-hatred. They've been taught self-hatred from the moment they sat in the classroom when they were six years old and opened their textbook. They were taught self-hatred because they were taught white supremacy. Self-hatred is the unavoidable reaction to white supremacy for any person of any ethnicity other than being white. Yep, I agree. I totally agree with that. And I believe, I believe what ha- how that happened is those images have been um, force, force fed those images, the images of whiteness being pure and black being evil. We've been, we've been force fed those images for years, for years. I even still, I still say today, I would go to my mama's house back in the day, and I would say, how you got that white Jesus up there on the wall? What no more do you have that up there? That's a that's a direct contradiction to what the scriptures say you look like. Understand, <laughs> well, for so long we have thought that much. How for so long they made billions. Billions upon billions of dollars. The white people, That's black true. people. That's true. Billions uh, of dollars. Uh, on uh, that hold on. Uh, well, well, hold on. Do, do me a favor because, again, uh, y'all, bear with me for interrupting you, but look at the time because I want to wrap this up in less than, uh, less than 15 minutes. So, uh, Ricky, what's your take on that? Same thing. And Purcell, again, again, excuse me, because I'm just trying to get a little bit of everybody. Again, what do you think of uh, what we're talking about here? Three minutes. If you have three minutes on this, you might not want to comment on this particular one. Just what do you have to say? You're talking about the, about the clubs and everything, the shootings, and why we're so violent and everything? Are we talking about Yeah, yeah. Why about do you think our lives, uh, what's up with the violence everywhere? That's the question which we're talking about, folks. Unforeseen It's everywhere. These young people are concerned and they can't go anywhere. They're listening, and, and, and they probably want to know. Priscilla woke up one morning, and, and the news was 15 black people shot at a club cameo. Why, Ricky? What, what, everybody, what everybody don't what fail to realize is that Normally, everybody that goes to the club, before they go to the club, normally there's beef between somebody. And everybody that's in there is just in the way. They end up getting shot or killed. But it's always beef before you come to the club. Or even mm-hmm. when you get to the club, there's beef. And it, it, yep. it escalates uh, into everybody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what we asking though? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta interrupt just, just so we can get more point here. We probably assume that pretty much, Ricky. But my point is, why would you allow your beef? You all these people around. You know, why come you can't say, you know what? Uh, we get these niggas out there, everything. You know, that's how they think. Why, why, why would you shoot in the middle of a crowd? You, you know, come on, man. You know, sometimes people trying to be bad and they trying to look all. I mean, why would somebody got to initiate the something? Somebody got to initiate when a what's the name came to Cincinnati. Uh, what's the boy named a rapper whose friend got shot? Chris, I know you thought what I'm talking about, big time rapper. Yeah. Help me out. Who? He got shot Who? here in Cincinnati. Yeah, rapper came to his entourage and one of his boys got killed. He was somebody gonna go back up there from Atlanta. Ti. Ti. 
But but T.I. Yeah. was saying, man, we we, we doing our we just doing our thing, and these 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 foreign soldiers looking at us, hating on us, and we won't go punk out. So we kind of looking like, what's up? And they say, okay, all right, it's like that. And when they got outside the club and they got on the road, they just 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 shot up their whole van. I mean, listen, 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 listen. I want to get. Did you just What they doing? They get stripes for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, uh, 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 Pastor Parcel, is that your name, sir? Parcel, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, see, the thing is, I am an OG, not of God, but of hero. You know what I'm saying? You have to earn those stripes in order to retire. I am a retired OG. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So the thing is, those guys coming in there, and when they start shooting and everything, stuff just like we used to do it, we take it one-on-one. You beat me up today, tomorrow, hell, I'm a, I, I want to rematch. You know what I'm saying? They don't do that no more. It's all right. about the limelight. That's what it's, it's about. about it. You know what I'm saying? No. You know, the media. And then, you know, they get they, they, what they do is they get they get much recognition from everybody for doing that, but not realizing that their life is over. Yeah. So you see, there's no way to stop that. That's going to always happen. So it's always somebody trying to get the prize. In the prize, well, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, I take issues. Hold on, Ricky. I take issue with what you just said. You said it's going to always be there. Let me, let me say, this is how I know that can't be true. Because the Indians won't cry, and they ain't beefing in the clubs. Listen, listen. And we're not Indians, uh, Seth. We're not Indians. I, well, I understand. We're not Indians. You're right, Priscilla. I guess what I'm trying to say is, there are young people listening, y'all, and they really, I'm telling you, I know, I know in the spirit there's a le- there's, they're listening, especially where I put those links at. And they're saying, but what is the root of the problem? The root of the problem, because they hit it, and we can't hit it tonight, but I want to talk about it maybe next show, is we got to recognize who we are, number one. We're in that Bible, and we're fulfilling prophecy, and we are wearing the identity of our so we've all said it, Gary, LSU has said it, in this whole way, we're wearing the oppressor's identity. We're wearing his mind. We're wearing the way he look at us. We look at each other the way he look at us. I'm telling y'all, we white people. I don't know how it sounds, but if you just think about what I'm saying tonight when you lay down, we're white people. Think about it. Think about how you look at your own wife. I know that sounds a little goofy, a little crazy. Look at how you look at your neighbor. We're white people. We don't talk. I mean, we don't trust each other. We act like white people. And when we get around white people, we do, the strange, we do the strangest thing when we get around white people. We become these zombies. We want to entertain for them. We want all we, you know, I like what one white guy said. He said, y'all get on my nerve. He said, black people get on my nerve. He say you want to hate us in one breath, and then the next breath you want to emulate us. I'm telling y'all, if you look at everything about they us, they do the same to us. Yeah, no. They hate us in it's, one breath. They hate us in one breath and emulate us and steal our culture and everything else that they do. They right, do the right. That, it, yeah, some of that is normal, but what I'm trying to say is they don't look at themselves the way we look at them. They ain't the other way around. We listen. This is what somebody said to me, and I said that was that was post. I think it was Naeem Akbar. Real quick, real quick, and we wrapping this show, folks. I'm telling you, I'm gonna want y'all last comments here in a little bit. We're gonna wrap this up. Naeem Akbar said something that was crazy. I mean, he's the one that really had me say it's him and for Dr. Francis Chris Wilson, and along with the father. I'm telling y'all, when did you learn to be black, Ricky Shivers? 
I know how you were raised. You had a good mother. My mother, Ricky, was a white supremacist. My mother at 1200 East Stevenson said, shape your nose. She was telling people to shape their baby nose. That was my mama. Wonder what your mama was saying. We was raised, you might not like this high school sound, Ricky. Maybe maybe I won't say Miss Odebell was one, but I'm going to say my mother for sure. My mother was a white supremacist in some right. ways. I, to this very day, am the most black as you can get. You don't want to see my black card. It's really black. I mean, pro-black, black, black, fair account black. But I found out every day I practice white supremacy. Now, if I practice white supremacy and I'm listening to all these people and I'm trying to wake up, dude, trust me, there ain't no hope for another 40 million. I know we are white people trying to be black. But like like Naeem Akbar say, and I rest on this, when LSU, Purcell, Ricky, when did you learn to be black? Who, who taught you to love Africa? What other education do you have other than what the white man gave you? Who told you about Africa? Who told you about Europe? Who told you about Jesus? Who told you about yourself? How can you not be but a a product of white people? How can you not be but an invention of white people? You have to go and throw up all that white supremacy and be be reborn again. Folks, I was in the church praying for the sick, laying hands on the sick. Yes, I was. I saw demons cast out. It's too late. It already didn't happen. And God showed me, in the middle of all that, I was a white supremacist. We in trouble. Okay. Yep. Last word. Brother Seth, my last three, last three, my last three minutes, and I'm going to end this. I'm going to say, first of all, my name is Elishua Israel Ellison. I can be contacted on Facebook under that name. Um, the uh, only thing I want to say, I'm going to read something, Seth. And then I'm going through. I'm not going to say anything after I read this. I'll finish. And I thank you all for listening tonight. I thank everyone who joined in. I hope that something was said that will empower you and impact you to make your life better and to most, most of all things be more pleasing to the Father. Okay, two things this is Seth, real quick. We talked about a number of issues, a number of issues that you wanted to talk about that we didn't even get to address. And actually what we were doing, we were more than anything expounding on the problems because it's real simple. Every problem that you come up with and every problem that you face with, every problem that can that we're faced with, there are answers. But we don't what the thing is, the answers are in places we don't want to look. And the bottom line is, is simply put, we cannot ignore the brother who came along and talked about the remnant. We cannot ignore the issues of identity and ever seek to solve the problems that we are dealing with when we're talking about black people, because we've got to sit in the context of our history, our present and our future. Here's my last words. Gentlemen, I greet you here on the banks of the James. And this is the reason why come we kill each other without whim or with any thought, without any remorse. Gentlemen, I greet you here on the banks of the James River in the year of our Lord, 1,712. First, I th- shall thank you, the gentlemen of the colony of Virginia, for bringing me here. I am to here to help you solve, solve some of your problems with slaves. Your invitation reached me on my most modest plantation on the West Indies, where I have experimenting with some of the newest and still the oldest methods of controlling slaves. Ancient Rome would envy us if my program is implemented. As our boat sails south of the James River, named for our illustrious king, whose version of the Bible we cherish, I saw enough to know that your problem is not unique. While Rome used cards of wood, as crosses for standing human beings along its highways in great numbers, you are here using the tree and the rope on occasions. 
I caught the whiff of a dead slave hanging from a tree a couple of miles back. You are not only losing valuable stock by hangings, you are having uprising. Slaves are running away. Your crops are sometimes left in the field. And it says, I do not need to elaborate. I am here to eliminate, and here it is. I have full proof of the merit. I guarantee you it would work, and it has controlled slaves for the last 300 years. These methods have worked. I'm going to get to the here right here. The, the, there is intelligence, size of plantations, and status. Take this list of examples, differences, and think about them. On top of my list is age, but it's there only because it starts with the age. The second is color or shape. There is intelligence, size, sex, size of plantation, status on plantation, attitudes of owners, whether the slaves live in the valley or on a hill, east, west, north, or south. They have fine hair, coarse hair, tall or short. Now that you have a list of differences, I shall give you the outline of action. But before that, I shall assure you that distrust is stronger than trust and envy stronger than adulation, respect, or admiration. The black slaves, after receiving this indoctrination, shall carry it on and will become self-refueling and self-generating for hundreds of years, maybe thousands. Don't forget, you must pitch the old black male versus the young black male. The young black male against the old black male, you must choose the dark-skinned slave against the light-skinned slaves. You must use the female versus the male and the male versus the female. You must also have white servants and overseers distrust all blacks, but it's necessary that your slaves entrust and depend on us. They must love, respect, and trust only us. I don't have time to read the whole thing, but y'all get the point. It is a slave by it is a, a, a letter written by a slave owner named Willie Lynch, written to another slave owner. People try to make it feel like it's a fallacy, but all you got to do is look at it, and you will see that it is as authentic and as real as can be. Thank you for listening, Seth. I appreciate you again for inviting me. All right. Well, I appreciate that. Now with Brother LSU. Y'all heard him about with this contact. Uh, Chris, yeah, well, uh, well uh, Ricky, why don't you go next, please? And, uh, and in about two minutes, because we went over a little bit just then, just just about two minutes only. It's going to take but This is to the youth, man. No matter how people perceive you or make you feel, don't let nobody steal your joy. Love yourself, and everybody else will love you. This is Ricky Shiv with Seth Turner's best friend, old school. Thanks for inviting me, Seth. Hope we get a chance to come back. Oh, yeah, we're going to seek this brother out for part three, y'all. We got to have him on. Y'all see, he got a lot of experience. Like you said, he was one of the original OGs. So, Ricky, we'll have you on, okay? I, I appreciate you coming by, man. Thanks. Thank you, man. All right. Yeah, that was old school. I'm telling you, y'all should see that boy dance, though, back in the day when he had both his legs. I'm telling you, maybe we can find him on somewhere on TV. He was, Ricky was kind of thick, and he was a real good imitation of Rerun. I mean, he was better than Rerun. He was more flexible than Rerun. Anyway, Purcell, Porsche, Cincinnati, Ohio. I would like for you to do something I was going to do before the brothers had to go, but we kind of ran out of time. But I really want to offer up a prayer. I guess I will just do that. Uh, everybody just be in prayer for you, for real. I don't, I for time's sake, I won't do it tonight, but the next show next week, we definitely going to pray extensively for our young people on the air. But Purcell, last words, please. Purcell, Purcell, quickly, quickly. Say that one more time. Come on, brother, quickly, quickly. We're wrapping up here. I just need your last words. Last word. Oh, okay. 
Well, I say put it like this. Uh, young people, you are the salt of the earth. If the salt loses favor, where, wherewith shall it be salted? Just know that all of the, I don't use this term, but just for, the, for relevance sake, just know that all of the swag comes from you. All of the flavor comes from you. That's what that salt thing is all about. All of the flavor comes from you. Everybody, every eye is on you. You can make or break this country and this people. They're looking at you. They're watching you. They want to be you. So give them something to be. This is, I'm going to leave you with this. Zig Ziglar said, you got to do, you got to be before you can do, and you got to do before you can have. God bless you. I appreciate the opportunity. All right, folks, that was Priscilla Porsche. Thank you, Priscilla, again, for coming on the line. I appreciate that. Always in Cincinnati. Folks, we're going to go out with a powerful song before y'all hang up. Uh, hopefully y'all still on the phone lines, Ella Shure and uh, uh, Ricky. Got a very powerful song for y'all. Priscilla, again, thank you for your contribution. Hopefully we'll see you next week in two weeks for the part three. All right? Look forward to it. All right. Now, remember, folks, next week, next week is not a public show. It's a family show. Uh, we have a family show next week. It's G-rated, and it'll be a totally different spirit about the whole thing. A family show. we got a lot coming at you. Uh, as a matter of fact, those listening, that is family. We're going to have Miss Soleil on. Again, y'all remember Soleil, the little young model we have in the uh, family. I think she's only like, she's very, very young, like 12. Or actually, she's probably younger than 12. And she's hitting the, the, the big the big stage. She's, um, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, she's on the big on way. Anyway, she's going to have her on. Uh, and her mom, Linda, and, and, and her husband, that family on next week in seven days. And also, we got a surprise guest, surprise uh, interview we got. Y'all going to really like next week's show. That's for the Douglas Kennedy family, all right? Now, two weeks, we're going to do a part three. Part three, and I know y'all will be tuning in. Take this link, family and friends, and send this to certain young people. I'm telling you, I know it was getting pretty heated and heavy there, but we were saying some serious answers, solutions, solid, solid, solid advice to young people. And I appreciate those brothers for coming on. And maybe next week we have some sisters on as well. So I want to go out with this song to those young people that feel just surrounded by the enemy, be it racism or enemies in your family, or enemies even in your own mind, I submit to you that you, my friend, need to submit your ways to the Father. Pray to him. Ask him into your life. Ask him to help you please him and really mean it and uh, get a hold of people, fellowship with people that Fear the Most High. A finer, a good, strong church. All churches ain't flaking and full of foolishness. There's a lot of good pastors out there. Seem like the smaller the better. Not always. That's not always the case. A lot of good. A lot of big churches are just as good. Uh, but just know that the 
wherever there's phonies, there's people that are real with God. Seek them out in these churches and, and communicate because we got to be, you can't be by yourself too much you love God and that's all that matters. you got to go around strong people to keep you strong. It's just the way it is. It's been that way forever. You have to fellowship with other people. But call on the Father. Ask Him to save you, deliver you from yourself and from the enemy, both within you and outside of you. And remember this scripture. Claim this scripture. This is your scripture. Psalms 3 and 3 says, But thou, after you pray that prayer, you can say this, But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, a shield, a shield against all danger. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory, and the lifter of my head. I'm going to play a song and say that in a way that I just can't quite read it. Again, this song is going to say that scripture that I just read in a way that I cannot express. I love every single one of y'all. I don't care what color you are. I love every single one of you. And there is nothing, nothing you can do about it. Believe that. We'll see you in two weeks with regards to this show. Good night. Comes a time in every believer's life. The trials are going to come, but God said, I will not leave you comfortless. So be encouraged. Lord, how are they increased that trouble me?
when I prayed. Didn't understand. You lifted my Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. 